I am Benjamin Light. And I am Marcus Parks. And welcome to Bros Watch PLL2. We thought we'd check in after the uh, five years forward behind the scenes special, whatever that was. <laughs> what was that? Was there amazing. were like there were like weird scenes that didn't sound like it would be showed elsewhere. Yeah. But they're canon. I mean, I, I still refuse to believe that that Officer Barry betrayal scene is canon, but I guess like Mona going to see Allie is canon. I don't know. I feel like it was the uh, the soft pilot for some kind of after show. Like talking PLL? Yeah, yeah. Where it's Brian Holden interviewing like the, it was like the prop guy who just can't let go. <laughs> was that a real guy or is that an actor? That's what I'd like to know. All I know is I loved it. I think they fired him. <laughs> uh, it was such a weird <laughs> sequence. <laughs> I feel like that's probably much funnier to the people making the show than to the viewers, but I'll give them that. Oh, I loved it. Uh, I just loved the set dressing for it. Like, let's have wine in front of the ladies. Mm -hmm. They're never going to be allowed to drink it on air. I, I'd really like to hear more about this. the sneaking a drink. Was that like in character or is that like the actors are just like sipping from red solo cups like I'd, I'd like more details on that oh filming the pilot in vancouver mm -hmm. on cold night. i probably helped keep them warm <laughs> yeah but a benzo under the covers there yeah. and that's yeah. all your slash fiction begins exactly <laughs> i think there's only one question though that they really didn't get close to answering in this special or even addressing What's something that, that we're all wondering where's sarah harvey Wilden's dead. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wilden's dead. Mm. The world misses your Sarah Harvey. Mm. What's Sarah Harvey been up to? <laughs> I hang out in graveyards mostly. <laughs> Interestingly enough, so do I. Toby's building his dream house because he came into a grip of money. After... After the interview of Troy and where she was talking about uh, Tyler Blackburn's real personality, I had to assume watching this special that he could not give a shit hearing about like Ezra. <laughs> but Ezra's been up <laughs> could to any him. of them? <laughs> well, dude, He's lost in a sea of alcohol. <laughs> well, no, the phrase Ezra has suffered more than anyone <laughs> was uttered. <laughs> Which, fucking, of course, it was uttered. <laughs> mm, go on. It's almost, it's like a dare. They're like, really, we're really going to make you interested in Ezra in this next season. I cannot wait to see more dark Ezra. Like, dark is he going to like punch a wall again? Like, look at his bloody hand and smile. Is he going to mm -hmm. like paint weird, like grim smiley face emojis and like the shower steam <laughs> on the mirror? Bruises on his hands randomly, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, who was it? Oh, uh. Rochelle on the Twitter was like, Arya totally killed that Nicole chick, right? Because it like it seems to hint that like Ezra's Nicole like new girlfriend in a violent end. Yeah. Maybe at Ezra's hands. Who knows? Yeah. Like in South America or something? Like what? Yeah, yeah, where they were a habitat for many. I think Rochelle was told before that's actually pronounced Rachel, but right. Okay. Um <laughs> just see. What was that I was saying while we were watching it? That Arya will sneak in kill her and before ezra can find the body aria will like redo her like retouch her own makeup with like nicole's blood <laughs> like joker smile 
And then, you know, back to SCAD, where she'll do a painting, confessing. Mm-hmm. It'll be a confession painting, but it's so obscure and nobody can understand it. Right. And that'll just make Arya even more pleased with herself. <laughs> she'll just smirk every time she looks at it. While wearing an extremely short dress. Yeah. 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 Her dress was really short in this episode or in this special. It was just a weird. I, I don't. They did like the Oprah shots where it wasn't just like I'm Arlene King, like interviewing the girls. Well, you but could it was tell, also like the the walking to like where they're gonna sit shot. You know, you could tell that some of it was obviously semi scripted. Yeah, but oh, yeah. but with the with the main liars, not really though. They were just kind of like doing whatever. I mean. Just like Troyan's answers were so obviously Troyan to everything. It's like she had to give like the complex explanation for things. Yeah, the thought out complex mm-hmm. explanation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's what? A uh, little more than a month? Like six weeks, maybe? Uh, Something like that, yeah. yeah. I think it's like three weeks to Star Wars, six weeks to PLL. So that's the math I'm doing. It's a good metric. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently, there was a Star Wars trailer that aired during this. We did not watch it live, so can neither confirm nor deny. Oh, R.I.P. Wayne. Yeah. Called it. I would like to hear more about... I mean, I assume it's just a heart attack, but... Well, they basically set it up and like way back in like season four. They just like write this dude off whenever they felt like. I just... I want... I do want like episodes of flashbacks of things from the five years. I think that I, I assume cool. we're gonna get that. Um, I would love to see like a like a ten minute Wayne death scene where he just keeps finding new ways to clutch his own chest <laughs> and grab onto things. What if it's like kind of like uh, Crispin Glover and Hot Tub Time Machine, where it's like in each flashback you're just like, is this where he dies? And when then he's he, like he doesn't chainsaws, yeah. <laughs> almost gets hit by a car, yeah. I think they could really make that work. Just thing where like he gets hit by lightning, and you're like, "Is this it?" And then he gets up. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, I could definitely go for that. I'm trying to think. Was there any? I mean, we didn't really take notes on this or anything. Um, Radley is the hotel. I think a lot of this stuff we kind of already knew if you've been paying attention to the internet. I mean, it was um, nice to see some of the new sets like more in depth it was nice to give attention to like you know your makeup team your clothing team your your composer. new costume designer i did not know that maggie line was no longer doing the costumes apparently she's too busy yeah i i don't know how i feel i feel about that i guess we'll well i mean we've seen some of their new outfits like that crazy like plaid pantsuit of uh spencer's there oh my so. god so I have a question for you. The one trailer, the trailer where uh, uh, Toby knocks somebody the fuck out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, can you do your line in Toby voice? That you tweeted? Uh, what the the line from? Oh, the talk shit, get hit. <laughs> I was thinking of the one from Pain and Gain. I don't remember what the exact line is, but it's something like, "God gave everyone one special gift. For me, it was to lay people the fuck out." <laughs> We should go for a whole pain and gain riff here where uh, mm-hmm. Toby storms back into his like uh, dream home. <laughs> Crosby stills an ash house that he's building somewhere and he sits down and he starts like just doing some curls because he's so frustrated. And Caleb's like, yeah, get it. I know it hurts. Get it. I'm hot. I'm big. 
they've like they've repaired their bromance. Apparently, they go fishing together all the time because <laughs> they're two old men. No, I mean nothing says bros in their like late teens, early twenties, like fishing. <laughs> uh, well, how, does, how does Ezra invite himself along to that? That's what I want to know. I think he just shows up, like, oh, what a, what a coincidence! <laughs> I didn't realize you guys fished here. You think he just like? I didn't realize you fished at all. Pops up out of the water next to their boat, drags himself in, and like his like mankini, <laughs> and it's just like, hey, is that a cooler of beer? Yeah. I, I'm really curious. They they glossed over. It's like, oh, and then uh, she meets her new fiance in Europe. How does that go down? Are they is, are they still kind of together? Like, is there some infidelity there? I wonder. Is it kind of no, yeah? Let's give into it. Yes, we are absolutely fucking mystified by the heart shaped bed. Yes, the bed. Um, what the fuck is that? so? If we're gonna, I feel like we we should try to predict like what character. I, of the four liars, like what characters is that going to be related to? I'm gonna guess Hannah. Um, I could see it being either Hannah or Allison. I would love in my fan fiction for that to be Arya's bedroom, like adult <laughs> Arya's bedroom, just her normal bedroom. <laughs> and then, like when I think when you lay down on the bed and you look up at the ceiling, it's that uh that Salvador Dali photo where he has all the naked women making the human skull. Just on the ceiling. Um, Sexy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is it Hannah and Caleb like reenacting a scene from Blue Valentine? I, I'm going to predict it's something where like this is some cheesy honeymoon suite that they end up at as part of their like investigations or I don't know what. Like Butta Benzo? Or what maybe maybe it's like they elope there, like Hannah well, and Caleb. Hannah and her fiance or or I mean, Allison and her new husband by the time they get married. Maybe the season ends like kind of like So I Married an Axe Murderer. These are my two predictions for the end of the series. 100% Allie's husband is not making it out alive. Right. Number two, Hannah is definitely not marrying this other dude. She's going like, to like run off at the altar and marry Caleb. So okay, anyway, go, going back, the one trailer where Toby hits the dude. Mm-hmm. It's Caleb. Like a, is it Caleb for That's sure? That's Caleb. I mean, not for sure, but I mean, I, I'm, a lot of I'll put it at like 90%. At one point? I'm pretty sure it's Caleb. I mean, Ian Harding's taller. Huh. I'm just all about uh, Ezra's decided he he's tired of like hurting others. Now he just wants mm-hmm. to get hurt himself. Like, Something yeah, dark and violent happened to him. Toby hit me in the face. Hit me in the fucking face, Toby. Um, <laughs> there's a shot where it's like some dude is like pulling his pants on. Is that Caleb or is that like Hannah's <laughs> new fiance? Pretty sure that's Caleb. Okay. They That's really like make skin. it think because uh, that appears to be at Spencer's barn and people are like, oh, my God, it's Balaam. But I'm going to guess it's not what you think. But maybe Toby thinks it is, and which is why that all goes down. But, yeah, I, I really enjoyed uh, Troy and uh, explaining why, like, Spencer is not with Toby anymore. It's like they're all walking around eggshells around these, uh, like, teen, you know, shippers. And they're just like, sometimes, you know, you drift apart in life. It's it's like this whole half season's going to be like, hey, you don't always end up with the person you dated in high school. Yeah. But well, then you will anyway, because it's this show. You're going to date some shitty people in high school. You're not stuck with them. You can move on. But eventually, Gail Weathers has to leave Officer Dewey, right? Well... And real life, yeah. 
<laughs> I think in the movie too. I don't know. It's, I only watched Screen Four once. Uh, it's Emma Roberts' best role. I guess I don't know if that's really saying anything. All right. Is there anything he, else? Toby walks in and he's just like he's like number one, Caleb Spencer. What the fuck? Number two, what are you wearing? <laughs> Did you go to Europe? So uh, we're gonna do Q and A this episode. If you've been following us on the Twitter, because uh, I don't I don't know how much more there is really to say about that little special. There's not a ton there we didn't already know. I mean that weird like Mona Alley scene, which I feel like you boil it down to just like Mona's still being cryptic, but probably just wants to talk to Charlotte to kind of find out what's going on there. Yeah, I mean I think her intentions were revealed by the end. Well, I love that scene because. I'm like, all right, this is too much, like, uh, in, like too much, like, uh, exposition via the social. Mm-hmm. The social. <laughs> the social. That's the new <laughs> website page. Website pages are done. Now it's all about the social. But I was like, they need to get down to, like, threatening to poison each other. And, and then, then Mona's like, out. here's some cupcakes. Yeah, I really want to see them to get together now. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> she's just like, here's some cupcakes. I promise they aren't poisoned. Set Wait, them was over that out by loud? Your, <laughs> set them over by your desk. <laughs> Close to wherever you speak your secrets, yeah. Well, in the other scene with Charlotte there and her, like, minimum security, like, luxury resort, uh, you know, Shady Acres there, she did murder at least one person, right? That, like, the cops at, are aware of and would charge her for? At least. She's just like, it was an adrenalized hyper-reality. You gotta throw it out. Well, also, once you cross state lines to... to attempt murder on caleb's mom that's like an fbi matter all i'm saying dude is uh you know city limits aquatic wildlife that ain't legal either <laughs> jason's fucking hair in that scene it like it was it was like a wave that a surfer would be afraid do you think that on. drew van acker is like that's how he wants it or like each time he walks into the makeup chair he's just like seriously like who who's to blame? He's just like, can you can you make it bigger? Is it just that he like likes his hair long and so they keep making it weird? I don't know. Can you can you give me more of an Elvis Pompadour? I think they please? need to go full like Haymitch from uh, the Hunger Games with him. <laughs> I just wanna know who on the crew has like the never ending like stock of Joanne Fluke books. Yeah, I would like to know that. Um PLL cast and crew, if you're out there, let us know who who is the one with the Joanna Fluky ex- obsession. Is that one of like the writers, or is that just like the prop guy? Like, what's going on with that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, now I can't wait to. I hope the new season gives us like Charlotte's review of Ostinato. Like, are there even walls at the place Charlotte's at? <laughs> it's yeah, just really. like chilling on a bench, murder just sitting there. Do they have guards even? When did, I mean, when did they film some of this? I mean, did they really get Dr. Sullivan for just like this one scene? I have no idea. I mean, that, that's cool, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fill some air, get some free ratings. I'm just having a good chuckle over the fact that Ken DeLaurentis, his punishment is he has to look at himself. I mean, he's he's got to be like dead by the time the show comes back, right? Or just like permanently off screen like we're never seeing that dude again it seems like 
I don't know how much of your own urine you can digest safely. Well, there is Google for that. Yeah. You know, it's sterile. You can drink it. Uh, yeah. I would think that Peter Eggsons would have like hired a hitman to take care of Ken at this point. Why exactly? Just just because? Ken, you're too sloppy. You make too many fucking mistakes. All the guys at the club are freaked out. Yeah. You're making us all look bad. I really wanted to peel all dads. Like, you have the peel all mom talk. And it's like the dads are all just like, who? Oh, yeah, Spencer. <laughs> yeah, she's a good girl. She's going Drink to uh, Yale? Georgetown. Yeah, Georgetown. So what if it was like Chad Lowe, mm-hmm. Nolan North, um, I forgot his name, Candy Laurentis. <laughs> uh, Jim Avail. Yeah, yeah. Wayne mm-hmm. Fields. Mm-hmm. Not not Tom Aaron. But like it's all them, right? Uh, Rourke uh, Critchlow. Yeah, Rourke Critchlow. But like he's not there. But it's like it's it's your Byron, it's your Peter, mm-hmm. it's Wayne. Like uh uh Wayne is not allowed to speak. Like he's just sitting there with them. Showing off the guns. Well, like just listening thoughtfully, like the, the, the little thing where it's just like, here's so and so. Here's his Twitter handle. But because he's dead, like he never gets asked a question. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, so People have sent us questions. We're going to try to answer them. Yeah, Q&A time. Mm-hmm. We've been thinking about doing an episode like this for a long time. We just, I don't know, weren't really sure how to do it. But We're still not. We're still not. No, we had a bunch of people email questions. Um, Marco controls that email account, so he gets to drive this time mm-hmm. and ask them all. And I'm just going to sit here and drink. Uh, how many GNTs are you in now? Uh, three. Excellent. So, uh, first question is from Paige. Really? Yes. In from Pepperdine? Or no, she was up in uh, uh, Stanford. She was in Stanford, yeah. Mm -hmm. What is is one maybe unrealistic thing you hope happens in the upcoming season? Oh, gosh. See, I wish you'd give me some of these beforehand so I could think about them. Uh, You go first. I'll tell you one thing that I don't ever want to see this season, and that is Emily sleeping with Toby. Oh, yeah, I, I don't want that. Not ever. Hmm. Um, you know what I want? Just to kind of like bring it back to the books. I want them to steal the Mona Lisa. <laughs> was it the Mona Lisa or was it like a Van Gogh? Whatever. <laughs> the Mona Lisa. Let's go with that. Although Van Gogh is much more Arya. I just want one. The first time Ezra invites himself over to Arya's new like abode. And he comes out of the bathroom, like washing his after, you know, drying his hands. He's just like, is that the starry, starry night on your wall in there? And she's just like, anyway. I mean, they do a thing where, you know, the Van Gogh or whatever, something's like on display at like the Philadelphia Museum and A is forcing Arya to steal it or, or whatever. Sure. I do want it with to Mona, be, of course. I want the new person to be called A. I don't think they will be. But yeah, I, I probably prefer that to some new name that just like we're just going to want to call them a anyway yeah don't call them like something like like b <laughs> z for ezra <laughs> omega um so yeah i'm gonna move all around so hopefully you're gonna get a question from everyone well for most everyone and if uh, not blame marco <laughs> absolutely so sweet a uh who we we love on twitter on a serious note, do you think it's a good or bad thing that fans have such sway on the show's creative decisions 
That's assuming that they actually do. Yeah, I think that kind of begs the question. I don't think they have nearly as much sway as they think they have. Um, I think the network has far more sway than people realize. That's, that's, I think when people think like, oh, the fans didn't want, you know, Ezra to break up, it's probably more like the network didn't want that. Right. But, um, I'd say it's usually a bad thing to let fans have too much control in general. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I just don't give a shit with some of that stuff at all. Especially uh, when it comes to like major plot lines. If it's like little minor stuff on the fringes and you want to kind of throw in, throw in some fan service, that can be fun. But you wouldn't want the fans to have control over anything major. I would love for people to do one of those old timey things where there's like some kind of cliffhanger for what <laughs> like episode. Vote on and you like call who the killer is or something. Yeah. 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 Well, it wouldn't even be something that. that yeah. Happened, but. What if you could vote on like who dies? Who do you, who do you think would would Ezra. win? Ooh, I, well, I mean, he has a lot of haters out there, obviously. But do you think like the Ezraites would chip in? And I feel like by season seven, I want Ezra to lose a hand. Like Xander? Oh no, wait, he lost an eye. Lost an eye. And then what if he like... lost an eye, Ezra has an eye patch. He's not nearly cool enough for that. <laughs> He's like that's a like very, a Caleb thing. Very handsome, like Nick Fury. Here and talk to you about the Avengers Initiative. <laughs> and then about himself. Get out! Oh, what is it? Like, who do you think I am? Some of us have real problems, Emily. <laughs> oh, I'm glad they're bringing back, like, the uh, Dark Ezra stubble. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, Tanika asked, are there any directors or films or genres you think would be effective of Lunatude and PLO? She uh, would love to see a, a Bergman or a Toby Hooper style scene. Um, you go first. I think the show is smart about primarily using Hitchcock and mm-hmm. like Hitchcock. I say this, well, Hitchcock derivatives like your Brian De Palma's. Um, I think it works on a lot of ways. It, it it captures the kind of sweet teenager vibe of it. I, I say that having just rewatched Shadow of the Doubt last week. Um, which at times feels very sunny and small town as it should. And then it also gets into the darkness. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, other genres, it's not like you're ever going to see like the martial arts sequence on PLO. I mean, you did Aren't see that, that, I guess. <laughs> that's a, that's a punching bag full of knives. <laughs> that just makes me think of that shot of Aria with the little A medallion that she's wearing in that scene. Oh, what was that fucking horrible looking? Zack Snyder movie. I know it's every movie, but uh, Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch would have been much more interesting if it was just a PLL episode, sure. But uh, I don't think you ever see like a like a war thing. I don't know if I can mention a specific director or genre, but uh, one of my favorite movies from that general era is the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Hmm. Uh, I would like you to think and do some sort of homage to that. It's been a long time just since the I've paranoia. seen paranoia. It's been a long time since I've seen the original. I do like the Donald Sutherland one, which I know you hate. I, I do. I am a Invasion of the Body Snatchers purist. I like the original. Okay. All right. So Kathleen asks, if you had to choose for one of these two characters to come back from season 6B, which would it be? The asshole from Arya's Lost Weekend. Nope. Or Egg. Hmm. <laughs> this is like the reverse Sophie's Choice. This is this is definitely like Lady of the Tiger. Only they're uh, all tigers. Uh, 
Uh, I'm gonna go with Egg just because Riley Pupstash was awful. I mean, unless he comes back to get like hit by a car or something. At least Egg had a little bit more of a character established with him. Um, he what could be like it... a like a local bum or something that Spencer runs into, and it's like it's a good thing I went to college. <laughs> Everybody got that. Stay in school. What if it's like it's a scene where like the liars are outside somewhere talking about the latest a drama, and then Spencer hears her name and she looks around and there's like Egg across the street calling her, and he starts across the street to like say something to her, and like a car hits him, <laughs> and then she gets the text from A that's just like, "See how powerful I am." <laughs> and they're like. Honestly, that was okay. Um, I I could maybe see something funny where they brought back awful Riley there. Something where she's out with, I don't know, like Hannah and Spencer and Emily. And like, he's like just some douchebag playing an open mic night and like trying way too hard. And the rest of the liars are laughing and Arya's like quiet. And they're like, what? And she just starts blushing. And they're just like, are you fucking kidding me? And she's like, we got to go. It would be funny to see Riley Pupstash if like, yeah, like the other liars had to interact with him. Mm-hmm. Spencer's just like him. Yeah, eh? it would be all. Damn. Like, non- Sorry, Ezra. It would just be looks, like like exchange with Arya. Like really, Antonio, really? huh? This is the guy that the fans thought you were pregnant for a whole season with, right? <laughs> if Arya was ever gonna have pregnancy scary, it would definitely be Ezra's. That would be scary. Mm-hmm. It's just like, just imagine me as a father. Ah! Oh, wait, you saw that. Yeah. I didn't realize that this wasn't my kid. He was, in fact, Asian. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, so from Andrew, let's say that all of Emily's girlfriends slash love interests are locked in a room, liar mom style. What would happen? Who would be killed? Who would escape? Who would be cannibalized? And he offers the choices of Allison, Maya, Paige, Samara, Talia, Sarah. Obviously not Ben or Nate. Hmm. I don't think Nate counts as a boyfriend. No. I don't uh, think Ben counts either. Yeah. I mean, throwing Allison in there is tough because I'm, I'm tempted to say Paige just because she is in it to win it. Um, but I mean... You know, Hunger Games style, it comes down to Allison and Paige. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't care if they revealed that Sarah Harvey spent like six years training in a dojo in Japan, like revenge, you know, Emily Thorne style. Like, Paige will kick the shit out of her like the most like un- unassuming trash can ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it comes down to Allie and Paige. And at that point... I don't know. I mean, I, I feel bad for whoever lost and whoever won. I think Maya dies first. Yeah, she she goes out quickly. I think Fuck. she turns to the camera and she's about to tell us what she knew. <laughs> the page slits her throat from behind. By the way, um, this is totally unrelated, but I forgot to do this discussion on headcanon. Which Star Wars character would win in Hunger Games? We need to do that for the next episode. Sure. So think about that. Ponder okay. that. This is a good time to bring it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by the way, we have this other podcast called Headcanon you might be interested in. It's on iTunes. Or you can find it on our website page. Mm-hmm. Or you've probably heard about it on the social. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think Maya dies first. Uh, Talia probably goes out pretty quickly. Sarah Harvey probably kills Talia, but then is like run through from behind by Paige, and she's just like, I'm dead! And then she kills over. 
Samara's the wild card, I think. Yeah, I don't think she has a killer instinct, though. She's a vampire, though, right? Yeah, and there's also mysterious Quinn. Oh, yeah, Quinn. Mm-hmm. Harley Quinn. Quinn. He's like, oh, no, we're not dating. I just brought this girl along to make you uncomfortable. Yeah. Isn't Quinn... No, Quinn's not the one that... It was like, another one. The one that Emily has to ask. Quinn saw, or? I think. I think Quinn's yeah, Quinn right. witnessed, yeah. Girls like girls named Quinn see everything. Mm-hmm. Oh. So I hope does that answer the question. I, I I honestly don't know who would win between Paige and Allison. I think it would be bloody. I don't. Yeah. I don't think they're gonna make a pledge to take the bear, you know, eat the berries together at the end. I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> I also don't think either one of them does <laughs> a complicated. Huh. I was going to say, if it did, Allie would be like, all right, let's both take berries down, and then she wouldn't take hers. It'd yeah, be like, it's... sucker. Well, I don't think either one of them goes through the long, drawn-out process of, like, painting themselves into a rock mm-hmm. to, to hide. Their frosting skills. Yeah. Um. So, from Lovina, Lovina asks a question that many people have asked. Are there any other TV shows you'd be interested in podcasting in the episode-by-episode format? And if so, what are they? You know, we do talk about this from time to time. Um, there are we, tons. What we do is actually has turned into a lot of work. It didn't used to be much work, but it, it as uh, I think one of our descriptions of the podcast summer is that we break down the show in ever increasing detail. Mm-hmm. It used to be like it take us like an hour to do an episode, like the notes were it, and it was an hour and a half, and it's two hours. It's probably close to four hours now. So. I think for me, the key to doing a different show is that it has to be a show that we both love and can make fun of. And that's not always an easy combination to find. We almost did the OC, Mm -hmm. but I think the worry was that after 15 episodes, we would just be kind of bored with it and it just wouldn't be fun for us anymore. Because, I mean, that show really burned through plot lines. I mean, I I think... Yeah, they, they, that show covered a lot of ground really fucking fast. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, what I mean is like you're just the light at the end of the tunnel is really the end of season two of the OC. You really want to get to the ending of that season, and then but I. But the whole time think, you're thinking about like season four, and you're just like, ugh. Ryan and Fight that. Club. I don't know. Yeah. It's got its own charm. But then like Hercules shows up in his as his dad. Well, you know, a show like say. Game of Thrones, like I like that show. I wouldn't want to do a podcast on. It. I don't feel like I have much to offer for that sort of show. It so, has to be something that, where you can kind of laugh at it a little bit. I'll say this on the OC the, the close that book. I'd like to hear more from people who work behind the scenes on that show, like Norman Buckley, because not only did he work on this show, he did a lot on that show, and I think he has a lot of interesting stories to tell. Um, it would have to also be a show where there's not already a lot of noise concerning it like there's probably 25 buffy podcasts yeah there are a lot of buffy podcasts um and i just i don't know how much i would have to say on the show like buffy some shows out there like say like Mad Men, for instance i like the show i don't know if i have much to offer about it other than like yeah i like that scene oh yeah i like that scene too um pll is actually fairly unique and i don't know if there are any uh, very many other shows like out 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 there like it where we can have so much fun with it, but really, really like it and generally think it's like a smart show at the same time. 
It's a trailblazing show for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I think at different times I could rattle off a list of shows. I, I'd be really concerned about doing a new show. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like Quantico is my like guilty pleasure show. It's not the greatest show, but it's a little bit bonkers. And like, it's always entertaining to me, but I don't know that it'll be good in like season two if it gets to season two. So I don't think I want to commit to that in a way. I would definitely not want to commit to it. Um, which is, <laughs> which is nice about PLL is it had been on for a while by the time we started. Yeah, we never really thought we'd be doing this many episodes. I mean, we never really thought in general about how long we'd be doing this podcast. So, well, no, it's it's how did I describe this the other day? It's never that I ever thought about finishing or, or we would quit or we'd stop. Mm. It's that I never thought we would catch up. Yeah, it was just all kind of like just something we did, and you know, in the future, and eventually we figured out like, oh shit, God, man, we we need to like hurry up here. Mm. Well, and then eventually we did have a, a timetable that if we mm -hmm. stuck to it, we would be done by a certain point. And we did meet that timetable. But when I think when you first presented it, it was outlandish because <laughs> it was like eight months from now, we might be caught up. And I was just like, OK, <laughs> yeah, I was I, I could commit to like, OK, sure, we can do three episodes. We used to do three episodes a week, sometimes <laughs> four. I don't know how we did that. I mean, we we took less notes and I can say that for sure. I don't know any other way to do the show now, though. Like we've I, every so often we'll get someone who's like, I like podcasts. Wish you guys didn't go over every single line of dialogue. And I can't say I necessarily disagree. I just I'm not sure if I know how to do the show otherwise now, because I know that if I tried to skip past the line dialogue, you would want to talk about it anyway, you know, or vice versa. Well, I think so. also, well, it's two things. One is that I think the recap format i've i think we found gives you a much better context to get into the minutia that interests you it gives you a better like plateau to jump onto certain things and it's not like we don't do digressions like wild digress we spent like 20 minutes like contemplating how exactly toby takes a, a bm in his apartment you get a bag you shit in it <laughs> and you drop it out a window <laughs> and you hope they haven't moved the dumpster underneath the window but also for every time somebody, you know, rightfully so complains, I will get like three tweets saying that they love it. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Yeah. Or or similarly, like, oh, man, this episode was only an hour and 45 minutes. I missed <laughs> the two and a half hour once. And it's like, do you? Amazing. <sighs> I hope I remember how to podcast when we get back. Yeah. Gonna have to blow the dust off this. Oh, thing. we need to. We still have that other one, right? Even keeping tally, supposedly. I have been keeping tally on. Yeah. I'll get into that when we're done. I'll okay. tell you what the, the tallies are. And then people can keep voting. Uh, so, Nicole E. Oh, Nicole's messing with us. Nicole E. from New Zealand. Pastor Ted, is there a place in the future Rosewood for him? No. <laughs> Next. Pastor Ted, uh, they, they found his basement. They found what he was doing with animals down there. He's basically Patrick Swayze and Donnie Darko, right? Yes. Yeah. 100 <laughs> percent uh oh here we go do you remember how he like quoted himself quoting someone else on his stupid uh like church signboard it was like blah 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 emerson pastor ted oh you just you keep talking about pastor ted i'm like gritting my teeth mm -hmm. uh kda if you could live a day in the life of any pll character who would you want to be and why mona that's fair 
Is is there any other answer there? We're all fascinated. What the hell does Mona do with her day? Well, I mean, is it is Mona like by saying Mona, are you basically saying that I get to be every character all at once? <laughs> Wake up at three AM, you make the rounds, like pick up all like the secret like tape recorders you planted everywhere. You know, listen to them as you get some cardio in. Stop by and spy on someone. I would like to. I and mean, that's all before like six o'clock in the morning. I would like to spend a Saturday afternoon in Mona's mind palace. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very nicely furnished, and Hannah's there. Mm-hmm. Uh. Oh, real quick, too. Kate Cassidy had a lot of questions. Did you guys have a theory on the identity of A before the big reveal? I'm pretty sure we did. I think I said CC, and I think you said Ezra or Toby? Wasn't I all in on... Um... It was a dude, I thought. No, it was somebody obscure. Who did I keep insisting it was going to be? Damn the oh, consequences. Uh, oh, uh, Byron's girlfriend. Meredith. Meredith, yeah. I still think A is you Meredith. Read, you had read like a Reddit theory, and you loved it. I love that theory. Meredith would have been a great A. Uh, so, I mean, we, we definitely both talked about the CC being the, the secret transgender character in the past. So, but I mean, it was, I, I, I can't claim that like we called it or anything. I mean, we threw out like a, a new theory every week, but it's definitely something we'd at least discuss at some point. I believe that CC was my hardcore theory after Welcome to the Dollhouse, and partially because it was so bonkers of an idea, I thought at the time. But it was all, I think, it was all really based on how interesting of a dynamic it would be if you found out that CC was also related to Jason. Well, and wasn't one of your big things was, like, you needed the actor who's going to play A to be good at doing, like, their big monologue. That's something that we were talking about long, like, in private, long before we Mm -hmm. ever talked on the podcast, is we did not want to see... Like, uh, like, like Pastor like, Ted, like, like yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like how I'm hesitating to name names. <laughs> yeah, there, there were certain actors. Sorry, I just, Pastor I just, Ted. I just didn't want to see them. Yeah, uh, uh, guys. Oh, hey. Um. So Michelle, it as, was me, Spencer. It was all me. I am the author of all your pain. You can do that one. Um, <laughs> you got close to me so many times and did not know it. So you probably knew it. Spencer's uh, like, no, I, I've seen Casino Royale. You had nothing to do with that. Sorry, continue. That is my issue. When people ask what my issue of Spectre is, that's one of my mm-hmm. many issues, is that this is a movie that told you it tied up all the loose ends. It didn't actually tie up any loose ends. Anyway, Michelle Al asks, have you come up with any headcanon, zing, about how the moms like escape from the basement? And I, I think I had responded to Michelle and I thanked her for the question saying, I'm pretty sure they're going to tell you in the special tonight. <laughs> they, they did not. No. Um, I, I think we could gather from the special that they ate, uh, Emily's mom, they ate oh, Pam. Yeah. yeah. To stay alive. And, you know, a couple months later, Arya was just like, Oh, I really need to talk to my mom about this. Oh, shit. No, Arya was like, you know what would really be the like cherry on top of my weird fucked up doll art? Some more buttons from mm-hmm. Allison's mom's Etsy store. <laughs> I think I'll go steal some more buttons. I would love to think that like Jason and Allison have been like living in that house for months, <laughs> like just thinking it's haunted from all like the banging and the moaning and well, the do, you think, are- do you think Arya goes down there? And it's like, Mom, what are you doing here? 
They're like, oh, you came to rescue us. And she's like, sure. Yeah, <laughs> no. we'll go with that. I think number one, Ari, is just like, oh, mom, there you are. Number two, what are you wearing? No, 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 no. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. She's um, like, what are those bones from? Is that Pam? Hmm. So Elaine then asks, finally, if you had to choose scenes of only the PLL moms drinking wine or Peter Hastings drinking scotch, which would you choose? And the question includes hashtag PLL moms, hashtag it's Peter time. Who's he drinking scotch with? Can Is it, he just looking at us, the viewer? Can Is it he, be with Ezra and Toby and Caleb? <laughs> and then he banishes them one by one. That's a tough question. I mean, if it was that, I think I'd go with Peter just because we've already got the PLL moms once. Yeah. You know, um, and any any scene with the, the PLL dudes is like instantly hilarious. Mm -hmm. I'd really like to see Peter Hastings interact with Ezra Fitz. Well, I mean, maybe it's time to revive the Bad Sad Dads podcast. Didn't Ezra get kicked off when it turned out it wasn't a dad? Well, I think I think when Ezra restarts it, like, you know, he's going to take an interview series. I think Peter then kicks him off it again. I'm he's just like, well, my wife was pregnant when she died. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the idea of Peter Hastings drinking scotch with the fourth wall. I also just like it better the audience. if he could do his basic instinct leg thing. <laughs> at the same time as he like checks his cell phone it's just like <laughs> where was i uh let's see oscar the raccoon <laughs> oh also asks which episode we're going to go back to do um also could you do a rundown maybe of some of the pll spinoffs that have been discussed either with you guys or others like norbuck and if you could get a job on the writing staff of just one of those shows what would it be okay well, there's uh, Tanner and Kavanaugh, obviously. Tanner and Kavanaugh. I'm a big yeah. fan of that one. Can't take credit for that. That's Norman Buckley's. Nice. Um, yeah. There's Haunted Vineyard. Haunted right? Vineyard. Uh, Nicole E. also asked us about the post-time jump status of Hastings and Hastings and Hastings and Hastings. That's another spinoff. I mean, I think... There's what? Actual Bad Guys. A actual Bad Guys, by the way, is the one I'd want to write for. But um, do you think Veronica's going to win? I want to know who she's running against. I've said this before. What if it's like know. Mona? I don't think it'll be Mona. I really want it to be like Noel or Eric Kahn. What if it's like uh, Kendall Laurentis? Running. He, all his fucking <laughs> skeletons in his closet. I know. <laughs> backyard. Well, that, that scene with Mona where she's like, I'm going to be in the public eye now. You know, I need to like manage my reputation. It's like, you're in a mental hospital. Nina Davis. Nina Davis. So Davis is her mother's maiden name, I guess. Yeah, yeah her father ultimately uh, is evaporated. <laughs> trying to think of any other spoilers, or her father's busy in Agents of Shield. Um, Norbrook also came up with Ezra's murder cabin, mm -hmm. which I think I joked should be some kind of bizarre anthology show. I can see that. I I would want to write for actual bad guys. It's uh, Toby has joined the force as a like computer forensics expert, mm -hmm. and Toby's Toby, obviously. Um, Toby has yeah. joined the force as a computer. Oh, forensic. sorry, Caleb has joined the force. 
Toby's like the hey, passports guy. Three in here. What do you want from me? Uh, Toby, <laughs> Toby's like his liaison or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. detective Toby there. And they just solve crimes. Only they don't. They never solve a single crime. See, this this feels like you're describing the 21 Jump Street version of, of Tanner and Kavanaugh. Ooh. I don't see that as a bad thing at all. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a programming block. What's up, fellow students? I'm in high school. <laughs> I'm obviously 17. Much like all of you fellow students and teenagers, I'm juicing. You guys are into Adele, right? Oh, wait, you're not? Oh. Let us set fire to the rain. <laughs> um. Uh, oh, so Sweet I had also asked, what would be an episode title for the actual bad guys show? An episode title? Yeah. Oh, I would God. love for you to describe to me, like, just randomly the, the the Netflix synopsis for, like, episode 11 of season one of that show. I'll tell you what. Let me go get another drink and I'll think about that. We'll be back in just a bit. Okay. Okay, so uh, title of the episode, Netflix description. Mm-hmm. Okay, title of the episode is My Other Car is Danger. (laughs) And the episode is something where, like, Caleb has to re-infiltrate the old gang from Allentown Mm -hmm. to uh, whatever. I think that's literally what it says on Netflix. (laughs) Whatever. Who gives a shit? Fuck (laughs) this. Yeah. (laughs) And then... The rest of season one synopsis is just fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> can I? Can I? We look like assholes right now, man. I would love the episode where they have to dress like uh, like Dirk Diggler and uh, oh, what is it? Chess Brockwell and uh, um, Brock Landers. Brock Landers and Chess Brockwell. That's right. Reed. Reed Rothschild. <laughs> I like to think that Caleb makes uh, like margaritas like Reed does on Boogie Nights. One, <laughs> two, whatever. <laughs> Taking a sip when, when Dirk's not looking. Yeah. Um, can I posit a, a suggestion for like the Christmas special for that show? Go ahead. All I want for Christmas is your two front teeth. Ooh, I like it. <sighs> so actual bad guys is your your choice, huh? Yeah. What's your choice? I think Tanner and Kavanaugh is still the one that I'm I'm very curious about because I feel like it's a very amorphous shape to that show. Like you think it's going to be a police procedural, but maybe not. By the way, Marco just said amorphous, so drink if you're at home. Yeah. Um, hmm. Raquel asks, favorite all-time movie favorite all-time tv show um you go first uh movies vertigo tv show probably like lost um prior to lost i always loved the prisoner that was always one of my favorite shows so i was in fucking seventh heaven when uh you know welcome to the dollhouse came around but yeah vertigo and lost i think i've watched like four episodes of that now that's quite an accomplishment. Yeah. I'm working my way through. Um, movie, my movie is always just The Empire Strikes Back. Because hmm. um, it's, 
I, I have nothing bad to say about that movie. Um, I love that movie. So, TV show, probably Lost, maybe Buffy. I mean, I don't know. It's, they're very different shows in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. You probably Lost. I think Lost is the most like dear well i was gonna say dear to my heart but i'm not sure about that now with buffy i i felt like lost was good for longer than buffy maybe i don't know hmm. um i don't know I, either one of those i could go with i think you're allowed to have both of those i would take both of those mm-hmm. and like a like a you know in the, in the sense that i would have to have like a five you know favorite tv shows if mm-hmm. the two of them would be in the top there uh you want asked which character has grown on you the most, as in you thought they were the literal worst at first, but then as the show went on, you became their biggest champion? And her example for her is Hannah. Mm-hmm. I'm amazed that somebody would say they hated Hannah at first. I feel like Hannah is everyone's like entry point liar. Not at first, though. Hannah was kind of awful in, in like the first season. She was just like the annoying, kind of like anorexic drunk one. Who is just like very kind of like snotty. I'm just flashing back to uh, the like Holy Roller, Holy Roller Virgin Society where she's <laughs> like, come on, Lucas, do me. You get me so hot. <laughs> but yeah, she she was kind of snotty in the beginning. So I could see how some people wouldn't have liked her. Um, would you take the Hannah? Or would I say Hannah is my, yeah. my, my like least favorite at the beginning? No. No, no, no. Uh, I feel like I'm being set up to say Paige, because obviously, like where I left off of Paige is drastically different than where I started with Paige. But I'm gonna take it back to Sarah Harvey. Yeah, <laughs> Sarah Harvey. Um, I'm I'm tempted to say like purely off screen. I feel like Paige like grew in everyone's estimation mm-hmm. after like a half season of Talia and then Sarah Harvey. They're like, you know, Paige. Wasn't that bad? Kind of miss her. Whatever happened to Paige? She seems like a decent girl. Well, but Paige, it was here was a character who was being horrible to Emily, and I was I was told to like accept that as if it was okay. And then there was a where they had a, a radical disparity in their relationship once they were together, and I was being told to think that that's okay. And it was like by the end, Paige was standing up for herself, and I was like, no, this is okay. I, mean, um, I think. If you're going to like, who's like the kind of, who takes the number one slot in like Emily's like SOs, I think it's got to go with Paige. Sorry, Emerson fans. I think she was around the longest and had like the most mature relationship. I feel like people on the internet just put a contract out in your life. Probably, yeah. Um, and if that's the case, I'm surprised it took this long for them to do it. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as like a normal person, like, feel like allison is still an abstract bizarre idea um i'm trying to think of anyone else really grew on me over time um hmm everyone toby i mean i feel like toby's definitely i've, I've come to appreciate toby more and it goes yeah, right, purely for the comedy it goes, it goes right back to that fucking flashback where he almost kisses allison <laughs> she she's mom's lazy mom. yeah <laughs> that was the one where I was just like, holy shit, everything has changed for this character. It only took four seasons. Uh, 
Yeah, I can't think of anyone else really. I'm, I'm trying to think of many characters, but most of the characters on the show are very brief unless they've been around for a long time and we kind of already already know them, you know? Yeah. I mean, I definitely like liked uh, Hannah's dad less as the show went on, that's for sure. <laughs> I, maybe Pam, I think. I, I started out definitely not liking Pam. Okay. And I think she got much more human or relatable over time, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, I can't say that about Byron. That's for sure. No. I somehow grew to dislike Ezra more, which is amazing. No, like that scene where like Pam breaks down because Emily's like talking about like going off to like uh, Habitat for Humanity again or whatever. I think it's in season five. Um, that was a nice moment for Pam. So I'll, I'll say Pam. Okay. Uh, Favi, uh, who first says that they would like to listen, they would like for us to have sponsors, even if it means episodes of us getting fucked up. Okay. I, I'm, I'm Money and getting fucked up. Okay. Yeah, we'll take it. Um, party all day, party all night. Um, today's episode is brought to you by Meat Undies. Just kidding. <laughs> My my favorite of Audible. My favorite bullshit thing that like sponsors podcasts is still the like servers submerged in oil. Oh, that yeah. Something about that just cracks me up. I don't know why. I, I just want to say, Bill Simmons, you were off the air for like eight months or whatever. How is it the first words out of your mouth on your new podcast are talking about underwear? Like, what happened? Is that one of those ones where like they like send you a trunk full of underwear and you try them on and you keep the ones you like and you send uh, back the ones you don't like? I don't know. Whenever I think of a, like the words Bill Simmons and podcast and the same thing, I think Subway, eat fresh. Yeah. Um, Bobby's one of the questions is, if you could give each of the liars a favorite food, what would it be? Well, obviously, Emily's is pizza. Yeah, Emily's is pizza. Like uh, pizza and hot sauce. Um, I mean, I don't think any of the answers is like steak, for instance. Um, I'm trying to think. I think you could say Spencer's is something Italian. Spencer's is like flan, which she makes herself, or dark Spencer's, where it's like microwave uh, macaroni and cheese. <laughs> I think like not dark Spencer's. Her favorite food's probably like, um, what's an Italian dish? Do you remember know. the like fucking chicken spread, parmesan? The spread on the counter when like she got out of Radley the first time. I remember it because it taught me the difference between a uh, a crumpet. And a biscuit. That's right. That's right. I'm laughing now because I'm thinking about Toby like, who is going to cook this fine meal for me? And he holds up like the two microwave dinner. <laughs> what an asshole. Also, also, I got a haircut. Yeah, Spencer's favorite dish is probably some sort of uh, like tortellini and white sauce or something like that. Um, I don't know. What's Aria's? That's the question. Vegan, obviously. Yeah. It's probably some like awful like vegan pizza or, it's, or something. It's whatever the vegan selection at Sausage King is. Some sort of like vegan sausage. Yeah. Tofurkey. Mm -hmm. Hannah. I would, I would kill to hear Lucy Hale say the word tofurkey. <laughs> what about Hannah? Hannah. Twinkies. You're going to go there, huh? Um, <laughs> I love it. 
she Does, she really likes Oreo cookies though, doesn't she? Yeah. Something with or melted like the cheese. fake the fake generic Oreo cookies. Yeah. Something with melted cheese, yeah. Kraft mac and cheese spiral. Like uh the same the same mac and cheese that's like Hannah's feel good food is like Spencer's like fatalistic self loathing food. <laughs> Brought to you by Kraft. Mm-hmm. Um let's see. So Talisha asked, uh, who would you have wanted to be Big A instead of CC? Meredith. Yeah, I think we got that one. Riley asked, what are your thoughts on how they're approaching love interests in the future? Um, Riley is impressed that, you know, the show is brave enough to show that some characters don't stay together for five years plus after kind of traumatic events. You know, that was sad for Halo. Uh, I think that pretty much echoes how we're thinking. We've already covered that, right? Um, I mean, you know, it'll be interesting for like the teenagers watching the show and I don't know how they're going to take it. It's like, yeah, who you're dating in high school is probably not going to be who you end up with. It's realistic. I mean, although I, I can almost guarantee you that like at least Hannah and Kayla are getting back together, probably Arya and Ezra. Uh-huh. maybe toby and spencer won't like maybe one of those relationships won't get back together but probably most of them will so it's it's not like it's gonna be i, I think it's just they want to like pair them with some other people for a while uh, i got a couple from monica i'm gonna i'm gonna run through uh speaking of which which of those big couples do you think will get back together first all right that's right uh monica they're gonna first- they're gonna cheat on their well i guess it sounds like ezra doesn't have an so but Arya's gonna cheat on hers <sighs> Take that, Liam. Liam's going to be like, you cheated on me with that guy? <laughs> and Ezra's like, yeah. I've suffered the most. Ezra's like, it's okay, I'm a widower. Uh, Monica also asked, will Emily's dad be dead in the future? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Monica, Raquel, and several others have also asked, which of the PLLs would survive the longest in the Hunger Games, and how quickly would the others die? We've got a lot of those, I think, because of headcanon. Like, um, all of Rosewood was the Hunger Games, which it kind of was. Mm-hmm. I mean, are we going like Four Liars, or is it this expanded to Allison and Mona? I would say, yeah, throw in Allison and Mona. I mean, it's going to be Mona, right? <sighs> yes, only because we learned that Allison's archery skills are not as good as we were led to believe. I think Spencer mm-hmm. lasts a while because, like, you know, she can look at the fucking stars and tell you where, where which hemisphere you're in. I think Mona orders the woodland creatures to like find food for her. And she, you know, she she holds up and she murders people as she needs to. Yeah, yeah. I think she just switches like avatar bodies with other characters. Because Mona Mona is not a Mona's just a tiny shell, but she's really like a character playing the video game universe. She would be probably on a similar strategy to Foxface. Or she's mm. just going to hang out and watch for the most part. Maybe set a booby trap. I don't think she's into like direct confrontation in the Hunger Games. She likes to watch. Yes, she does. Um, Monica also asks, if we would say something nice about each other. <laughs> hmm. You go first. Me first? Um, <laughs> Margo's very tall. Wow, that was that was touching. I would say that uh, I've appreciated over the course of this podcast how 
I feel like PLL has helped you get in touch with a sense of your own humanity that you might not have otherwise. Hmm. I think you've become more sensitive. If it, which I know I have no evidence to back that up based on your appearance in the podcast, but I, I think you have. I can see how you'd think that. Yeah. Um, Patty asked, uh, <laughs> question about the time jump. Which of the liars life five years down the road are you most excited to learn about? Emily. Really? Yeah. Emily is the most, she's got like the big secret or whatever. I hope it's not like a pregnancy or something. That'd be lame. Um, but it seems like her life has gone the least expected so far. Hmm. Like Hannah, she might not be with Caleb, but she's still like a fashion person. Arya's in publishing, Spencer's in politics. Doesn't seem like a huge, I mean, I'm sure they have like little secrets, but Emily, it's like, she's a bartender. Um, although I feel like I want a scene in this new season where they're like, somehow they're like comparing like incomes mm-hmm. and it's like, oh yeah, Emily actually makes the most out of all this. Cause she's like a hot bartender and she makes way more than we do at our like lame ass entry level jobs. Also, she may not have like the same student loans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The others do. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I pulled down 500 a night and I had no loans. So, you know, yeah. And I've never, I haven't bought myself a drink. And well, ever. I don't even know what the cost, guys. And I'm a bartender. <laughs> um, I think to a certain extent, other than the main four, like Mona, I'm most curious about. Also, Charlotte. I'm really curious how Charlotte still exists. I mean, obviously, she's a specter that hangs over them and always will. But, mm-hmm. you know, you also know that somebody's going to die. And. I worry that it's Charlotte. It wouldn't be shocking if it was Charlotte. I'm I'm just very curious. Um, Amy asks, if you could change who A is, would you? Do you think CC is the real A? Mm. Yeah, she yeah. was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you could cut one character, who would it be? I feel like we're always talking about characters we would cut. I mean, Riley, Egg, Pastor Ted. I mean, just I, a lot of the like half season cameo type characters we'd probably cut. I think I'm trying to think if there's anyone major we would cut Pastor Ted. I didn't dislike Talia so much that I would never want to see her again. She just didn't seem like she had much of a purpose, I guess. I mean, some of these characters are obviously around only to facilitate something in another character. And sometimes like their purpose may not play out. Like, I mean, I remember when we did one of our roundtables with Heather and Jacob, you know, Heather talked about how Paige is different every half season mm-hmm. that she was in. And, and yeah, I mean, it's like, what what purpose is she supposed to serve this half season? Uh, Emily asks, Shadowplay led us into Spencer's crazy, beautiful Ooh, mind. Hold, hold on one sec. Uh, I would, I mean, you know, assuming perfect casting, availability and whatnot, I would have cut Shauna and just had that be Jenna or mm-hmm. at least Sydney. Like that, the Shauna character seemed... Like Shauna and Sydney and Jenna all seem like they're kind of supposed to be the same character, but like they couldn't get certain actors or something. I don't know what's going on there. Hmm. Sydney's end was like perfect and unceremonious and also lacking, I felt like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I felt like you probably should have seen her again. It was like her her character arc was like announcing that she's not gay to Emily, and everyone's just like, sure. <laughs> 
so Emily asks, Shadow played Leslie Spencer's crazy, beautiful mind set in a classic film noir. What would the set look like in Arya's Fugue State episode? <laughs> oh, God. Arya. It would definitely be very, like, Dolly-inspired. There'd be a lot of dripping clocks. That would be, like, how you tell time. But she watches a lot of film noir, too. Yeah, she does. she watches a lot of black and white movies. But mm-hmm. I feel like people would be dancing and singing more. Maybe Never more like a musical? Song. Yeah, a little bit. A little, like, back when Sinatra danced and sang and things. Um, just imagine Ezra twirling into a scene. Like, twirling no. into a scene and then telling you that he suffered the most. I'll tell you what, no. And then, and then no, he, thank you. he dives into a literal sea of alcohol. <laughs> and then and then we pull back to see that he's being drunk up in the glass of Peter Hastings. Oh, I like it. And then Peter's like, ooh, something didn't agree with me there. I'll be in the can. And then we see Toby throwing a bag away. It's all, you know, emotional. Um... So Gnome asked, uh, what is the number one thing you would like to see in the time jump thing, as well as the number one thing you would like to not see in the time jump? Uh, again, Toby and Emily hooking up is my number one not to see. Yeah. Um, I would agree with that. Things I would like to see. Hmm. I would like to see somebody get fired from their job. I think that would be funny. Like Emily? No. I feel like she's the least likely, just because her... like. If it's anything like her coffee barista experience, you can just leave whenever she wants. Like maybe, I mean, well, Spencer's not getting fired by her mom. Maybe Hannah. Hmm. Um. Yeah. I mean, Hannah's, Hannah's storyline is basically Devil Wears Prada, right? Basically, yeah. I wouldn't really be into like the Emily pregnancy storyline or anything like that. I don't care at all about Allison's romance, and I hope that guy just dies. Is that fair? Unfair? Yeah, yeah that's, that's reasonable. I, uh, I really like the idea that you had mentioned. You keep championing of Ari and Ezra cheating on their significant others with each other because I feel like it captures the spirit of their relationship in that it's both icky and this incredible like sense of romantic escapism for people who don't live in the real world all the time. Yeah, well, I think nothing's going to turn on Arya quite like the idea of, like, an infidelity. Like, she doesn't have the illicit teacher affair to go with anymore. Right. But if she can be, like, cheating on her SO, that, that, that'll do. I mean, I, I, I would never want to see Lucy Hale leave this show abruptly or, or before anyone else. But, like, if, like, time jump Arya was, like, Aya Cash from uh, You're the Worst, <laughs> that would be amazing. And Ezra was, you know, put on a Ponzi British accent, became Jimmy Shibo. Really, that'd be wonderful. Um, Noam also asked, like, what do you guys think about the PLL subreddit forums? Uh, I don't, I know how to answer this question nicely. the The first word that came to my mind was dumpster fire. Um, <laughs> I I like this little secret hidden subreddits the the main pll subreddit to me is extremely toxic and very filled with, with hate really uh i'm not i'm not a huge fan of it like gross vitriol mm-hmm. um unprecedented like shocking i and like not not realistic like a lot of posts after the 6a finale about why fans should be in charge of writing the show 
which like that's not realistic at all like on and, and what's wrong with you are you and radley like what were you thinking when, it's like guys it's that? it's just a tv show lay off marlene you know? yeah yeah fuck um speaking of which casey asks what's our favorite aria moment uh-oh <laughs> that moment when Emily is describing what a horrible roommate Hannah is, and Arya's very patronizingly just says, uh-oh. I love that. Two things. Uh, one, I just saw somebody praising Mandy Line's tenure on on the show on Twitter, and they were like doing select screen caps of various Arya <laughs> outfits. And I thought to myself, how criminal that you don't post a photo of the either the comic book dress no. or the tie skirt. The whole tie skirt and psalm is amazing. But no, my favorite Aria moment has got to be, we need to talk! We need to talk! (laughs) That was also a good moment. Uh, Sophie also asked about Rosewood and the Hunger Games, but she also asks, if Rosewood was like the Divergent movies, what faction would the Liars and Allison and Mona be in? Oh my god. Mona is the definition of... uh, Divergent? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Allison 2, maybe? Either that or erudite, if I remember correctly. Uh, I mean, Spencer is probably erudite, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know Emily is the weird, like Mother Teresa, like social work faction. Yeah, what do they call that? I don't remember. The the one that uh, Shailene Woodley was supposed to join, right? Different family, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever one that was, um, Hannah. Hmm. That's a tough one. Hannah is a tough one. I, I don't think she'd be one of those farmers. No, and she's not one of the like like hobo faction. Isn't there like a legal faction or something? Well, I mean, would Emily? Are we? Maybe, are we, maybe. What? Hold on, let me Google these fucking. Is Emily here. not in Dauntless though? Um, but she's so loyal. If you know, it's like the difference between like. Emily is a Gryffindor and a Hufflepuff. I feel like her, her dominant trait would be Hufflepuff. Mm. Hold on. I'm Googling these factions. Okay. So there's Abnegation, who are selfless. There's Dauntless. There's Erudite. There's Amity, who are like the farmers. And there's Candor. Spencer, I think, would be Candor. The lawyer ones? Yeah. Wasn't... So Day Kim was like one of Or maybe the maybe she'd be Erudite and Allison would be Candor. Toby's factionless. <laughs> it's one of the weird hobos. Who's who's in the Mountain Dew squad? I don't know. Maybe Arya. No. No. Arya is Arya too be? short. Arya is too short to be jumping from trains. Arya is not selfless. No, she's not. She's not intelligent. She's not peaceful. She's not honest. Is she divergent? What was her thing pronounced by Mona? The compassionate one. Sure. She's like, yes, that's the skin I wear. As I daywalk, compassionate. <laughs> I think they're all, uh, uh, they're like, they're in whatever, like, weird desert people group that, uh, Will McAvoy is in in the new movie. I'm, like the, the I still say Arya for Dauntless. She, Arya, much in the way that Arya would, like, demand she'd be in Gryffindor, I think she'd be in Dauntless. Would she, like, realize her dream of Dauntless of being, like, one of their, like, uh, tattoo artists? Yes. Uh, Caleb is probably an erudite. Ezra, Ezra's a farmer. 
He has no backbone. <laughs> Ezra's, Ezra's like, it's funny that you're all like black people. Let me tell you how I suffered the most. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they all throw him something. Yeah. Throw something at him. Uh, uh, so Aaron F asks, where does PLL rank on both your list of all time favorite TV shows? I don't know. You know, I, I don't usually make lists. Like I just, I kind of like when in my mind, I basically just think like thumbs up, thumbs down, you know, like I'm in on Buffy. I'm, I'm in on lost. It would be hard for me to say empirically, this one is better than the other one. Um, it's PLL's up there. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like if you're to compare like PLL like Game of Thrones, like there's such different shows that like to c- kind of like weigh them against each other. Like the enjoyment you get from one is so different from the enjoyment you get from another. Well, I think there's there's a lot of things for me. There's there's like you said, the amount of enjoyment, how I've personally connected to it, how all encompassing it can be, and PLL definitely has that because mm-hmm. it is this kind of social tale, this cautionary tale. It is also uh soap opera it is also like a mystery it's a horror movie at times i, I love that it's all of those things i mean on you're saying the pll is divergent yes it is and what it's meant to me personally i mean I, it's, it's immeasurable i mean the fact that you're listening to me fucking talk about it is <laughs> an amazing testament to like how much it means to me um yeah i don't i don't know i don't rank things i mean i can tell you like my 10 favorite movies roughly the, the movies that I most personally connect to for some reason or another, I always go back to them. Some part of me stays with them. Not necessarily like the best movies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Well, I, PLL is a, a special show for me. I, I can definitely say that. Yeah. I don't know where I would rank it anywhere. I mean, TV is such a vast medium. Like, I saw some article today that was like, does Jessica Jones mean that Supergirl should be canceled? And it's like, you know, you can have both shows. They don't all have to be either like these bright happy shows or totally gritty dark shows like you can have both of them that's what's cool about the like vast tv landscape is that you not one show has to be everything Mm -hmm. also you don't need to have 45 shows that are primarily male driven for male audiences and then like one or the other of two female (laughs) shows really seriously Like, you don't have to have one sole female ambassador to the world. Um, Aaron also throws in all his questions. P.S. Hoping you guys do an interview with Keegan Allen someday. Oh, we hope. hope so, too. We would love it. Um, I want to do one in person, and he just, like, punches one of us out. Yeah. It'll be us struggling to not go into Toby voice as he's just, like, cracking his knuckles and waiting. <laughs> I am waiting for you to ask me that question. Yeah. Uh, so going back to the top, Paige asks, when doing weekly podcasts, how much time do you spend rewatching the episode and taking notes? Um, a lot. A lot, yeah. At least four hours these days. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, it's spread out. Like it's, it's not like all I just sit down, that's all I do. It's kind of like throughout the day I'm working on my notes. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys record physically together or via Skype? A little bit of both. Yeah, uh, we're recording over Skype. We're at my condo, Benji's condo. I am in my study, my withdrawing room, and Marco is out in the kitchen. And that's how we record. Probably not the best way to record, but we didn't always record in the same area. Marco mm-hmm. used to live across country, so we recorded over Skype originally. So that's how we record now, just because it's easier than 
it would the way my desk is set up it would be weird to like move him in here and try to like you know plug him into my computer so also we have one very simple rule when it comes to podcasting you never make eye contact no eye contact none mm-hmm. not ever um page also asked if you had to choose one of the liars to be killed off who would it be Oof. i don't want to answer that also who do you think killed mrs d ken Kenneth Delorence is for sure. I I don't want to kill any of the liars. I I you know I, I would really hope that they all make it through. I I would feel like it was a betrayal of the kind of fundamentals of the show if they like, just like killed one of them off. Well, they talk about like, well, could there be a season eight if if you don't have all four of the main girls back? There's no point to me. All yeah, all four or nothing. I mean, and there was a period of time in the show where Allison was dead, so. If I had to, I could live without Allison, even mm-hmm. though I love her. There was a point in time where I was, you know, I made peace with the idea that Mona was dead. So, mm-hmm. and I and I had talked about it at the time. I don't want her to come back. I think it would ruin the show. I, I did not make peace. Um, she did come back, and it only became more awesome mm-hmm. because she came back wearing a mask of Allison's face. I could see like a PLL the new class where it's just like all new characters, and who knows if I'd even be into it. But yeah, I don't. I don't want to kill any liars off. <laughs> So for I don't I don't think the liars would be able to function if one of them died. Right. So for like half a season you're sitting there worried that like Dawn's gonna become a vampire slayer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um Sweet A also asked, if Pilo had the budget to shoot on location for one episode, where would you want to see them go? I would love to see them go on like a European vacation. Like Paris. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. I'm trying to think of where else I would want them to go. Um Maybe somewhere tropical. Like the Tiki God Brady Bunch episode? Yes, exactly like that. Like, I mean, basically, I mean, like, like Club Dread, only with PLL. You pick a dilly whore! <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> Andrew asks. If Ari were to kill Ezra, how would she do it? Uh, with eyes wide open, staring directly into them, and a knife. I think she would basically do uh, a more uh, thought-out, fucked-up, art-crime version of how they try to kill Rasputin. Like, multiple ways? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I just, I see Arya straddling Ezra... Yes, picture that, everyone. Xenia on the top is what you're going to say? Directly into his eyes as she, like, like behind his back, like, shoves an ice pick right into his skull. And then kisses him. And then finishes. <laughs> Beat that. I'm sorry. I'm I'm grimacing so hard I think I might cry. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, Lavina asked about you know uh, mixing it up SOs like for example, uh, you know the, the yeah the the much needed like verb that could come to the romantic side of it also, but like would something like Spalip undercut the liar's OTP slash girl code message that the show works hard to maintain? Um, I don't really think you'll see Caleb and Spencer get together. You might see the episode where it's like they realize that that there could be potential feelings there and they'll kind of shake hands and like walk away on that i think that's a yeah 
I mean, it's it's girl code and bro code there. I just don't think you're going to break that. Right. Um, I think the closest you would get to that would be something like Emerson or Hanley. Yeah, yeah. Or Sparia. Sparia. Or Allison and Mona. And, or I'm trying to think. What are the matchups? Spen- Spencer and Arya. Mm-hmm. And that is it Mona and Allison and then Emily and Hannah. Is that the three? Alice Emily. Mm-hmm. Katie asks, if the show is not from the perspective of the four girls, which characters would you choose to be the leads um, and why? Do I have to answer this question? So let me let me rephrase this in a way that would be more palpable. If you could do one episode that was like looking at the liars from somebody else's perspective. Mona! <laughs> I mean, to me, the entire show and the thing that makes it so unique and interesting is because it's from the liars' perspective. It's a dead girl show where... It's not from the perspective of the cops. Right. It's from the perspective of the, the victim's friends. Right. Um, but yeah, if I could see like one episode from somebody else, definitely Mona, like 100%. It's basically Twin Peaks where instead of Agent Cooper being the lead, it's uh, Sherilyn Fenn, who would mm-hmm. totally be Arya, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think Sherilyn Fenn is totally Arya because I think she eventually gets involved with Agent Cooper before unfortunately being blown up in a bank. Spoiler. I'll take your word for that. I've never seen the show. Um. Who do you think would be a good A, Katie asks, if it wasn't Cece or Charlotte? Mm, I don't know that Ren would really be satisfying. It wouldn't make any sense. There's like one episode where Ren seems like he could be A, but other than that... Here's the thing. At the same time that Ren is maliciously, enigmatically, like, coloring in Vivian Darkbloom on that fucking children's coloring book, he also doesn't know how to spell words. <laughs> so, well, you know, honestly, the... do you want that guy to be, like, in charge of all this not to say that ren's a great person or anything but like when he realized that the thing with spencer wasn't gonna happen he was like let's just forget about it he didn't really go after hannah when he saw that that wasn't gonna happen like he actually weirdly does back off when he senses it's not gonna go there Mm -hmm. which is not like a ringing testament of his character because he went there to begin with with a teenage girl but at least he has that for him. It's it's the second teenage girl, too, that he went after. That's the thing. But she kissed him, though. I mean, yeah, he went after her. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a weird situation. Mm. But, I mean, at least he isn't aggressively pursuing it the way somebody like Ezra would. He, right. Know, he can hold his hat on that, at least. Yeah. Uh, Oscar the Raccoon. Um, oh, hi, Oscar. Oscar. Yeah, asks uh, a question for me. I'm a fan of Gilmore Girls too. What interaction do Gilmore Girls characters and PLA characters would like to see, especially if a new season of Gilmore Girls coming? Uh, I'll mention this quickly because I know you don't watch the show. I would like to see CC Drake dress down Logan Huntsberger in a hardcore way. Oscar also asks if you could give all the main cast an award for their acting, which moment from which episode would it be for each of them? Ah, oh, jeez. Um, wow. Hmm. I have I have two for Spencer. The one that immediately comes to mind for me and Spencer is putting on the the eyeshadow and the lipstick. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. The two that I would give for her would be both on the stairs in Songs of Experience, where she's Mm -hmm. telling her mom that like this did happen. Oh yeah, it's good scene. Mm -hmm. But also when she has to tell the imagined versions of her friends in the therapy group that that they can't count on her anymore. 
that scene, I don't know how you don't just keep giving her awards each year for that scene. <laughs> um, Jesus, Arya. Arya, I feel like maybe because it's one of the most current in my memory, uh, her like verbal flashback to Ezra about <laughs> the time with the Aurora Borealis in Iceland. Which which scene like in the pilot? No, in uh, uh the last Brian Holdman episode, the one with the uh the art gallery. I don't even remember that to be honest. And she's she's talking about how sometimes she dreams that she's back there with the family all bundled mm. up. She's so cold and she feels that she's cold again. Um Lucy Hale, like I don't think you you acknowledge or like like the royal we like how good her acting is regularly. Mm-hmm. She doesn't get the big scenes. She doesn't get the like crying eyeliner scenes before handing money over to a PI. Um, but there's some amazing ones there. Like a lot of the stuff in, in season four, when she starts to realize Ezra's shady, <laughs> there's some very subtle work that she's doing there. Yeah. The one where she goes to the cabin with him, that one stands out in my mind. I mean, it's easy to pick apart a, I don't even know who you are, but mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like any actor would tell you that scene has got to be sloppy. <laughs> no, it's it's when uh, is I think it's Hannah has to talk her out of uh, like knocking on the principal Hackett's door. Oh yeah, yeah. That scene is juicy as fuck. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I had one for Hannah, and then I lost it. Um, Emily, her. I want to say it's in Bring Down the Ho. She has a scene with Paige where they kind of like they get real with each other on where they're heading. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if bring down the hoe is the right episode for that or not. I could be completely wrong. And it's like something in season five. Um, what's the episode where Janet ends up in the water? Maybe that's the episode I'm thinking of. Oh, uh, it's Emily's birthday party. Yeah. I def- I remember liking Emily in that. I was just flashing back to the, the crazy yellow blazer. That's Although, you know, that. Emily's kind of confrontation with a, in the greenhouse the uh, through many dangerous toils and snares that that's a pretty good emily scene you want me to show you what you're afraid of mm-hmm. oh, i love that line um yeah that's a good one uh i want to say right. she has some she, she has some good stuff obviously in 6a like hannah in like 602 songs of yeah. innocence she's really good in that that's that's definitely my hannah pick mm-hmm. what are we missing here like the scenes the the scene in particular where she keeps telling her mom, like, stop looking at him. Why do you keep looking at him? Yeah, that, that stands out in my mind. Yeah, and just pretty much every scene she has in that episode, I think, is amazing. Even the stuff where she's just, you know, sitting there in her empty room, mm-hmm. staring off. Um, For Allison, I would say... This is not like the best moment. This is not the award moment. The moment that first comes to my mind, though, it's during her trial. And it's like there's a moment that passes over when she realizes something when uh, uh, the archery story is revealed <laughs> to be false. Mm, yeah. Oh, she's so good in that. I remember really liking the kind of, they don't even say anything, just the look between Allie and Hannah when Hannah ends up in jail. Hannah, you know, Ashley Benson's really good in that, too. Mm. Um trying to think Allie's Allie's did you miss me when she's finally revealed to be alive I thought that was really good I mean uh Grave New World yeah in Grave New World yeah 
It's a lot of things too. It's uh, also the look on her face when she realizes in five twelve that Emily is stalling. Yeah, yeah. That also when she dances with Spencer. In oh yeah, yeah. Will the circle be unbroken? <laughs> Honey, a- you didn't know me even when you knew me. Yeah, or I'm sorry, it's I'm your puppet. Um, yeah, that's an excellent scene as well. Oh, and I think that's the same episode where she has a flashback with Veronica where she seems so vulnerable until Veronica hugs her and then she gets this weird smile on her face. Yeah. Yeah, I love that, Allison. You never really know what's going on there. Uh, what about Mona? Oh, God. Mona's so good. I mean, um, she's better now. Immediately comes to mind. Um, that's the one where she's out of Bradley, right? Yeah, that's the one where she is, gets is out. Is that the Gets Better speech? I can't remember if it's that, or is that, the that one, one or the, uh, that might be Mona Mania. Yeah. Um, I really like the scene. I think it might be crazy. I mean, the blood is a new black, uh, S3E2, when she finally starts talking to Hannah. I mean, all the scenes where she's in Radley are like, she's amazing. That's, yeah, it's all kind of running together in my mind, but definitely the stuff when she's in Radley, it, made me because i remember being just like when season three started like how does this show continue why do you keep mona around mm-hmm. and it was like the start of season three not only explained why you keep mona around it, it justified her entire character altogether she got amazingly good mm-hmm. like the the depth they added to her character was fantastic mm-hmm. um she was really good in season two the the lock the episode where they stay overnight what is that one called um the Naked Truth, I think. Mm-hmm. Is that the one? Where they yeah. they stay at the, the Truth Up rally or whatever? Right. Uh, she was good in that one as well. Where, where That scene where Emily is apologizing to Mona for, for like how awful they were to her. And Mona's facing away, like like doing her makeup oh, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Before, before or after. She's like, she that was two personalities ago. Yeah. yeah. Which is such a great telling line. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so Raquel asks, favorite, well, no, sorry. Uh, if you had to pick one of the five liars that you identify with, both as teenagers and now, who would it be? Did you say five liars? One, one of the five. Okay, well, I mean, Allison, obviously. <laughs> as a teenager and now? Yes. I would say, as a teenager, probably Arya. <laughs> um,. I was maybe a little more, a little more Spencer as a teenager, but just a touch. I can't say now who I would identify with the most. Maybe a little bit Mona as a teenager. Me? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Uh, Raquel also asked, without adhering to the bullshit rules for headcanon, are there any moves that you'd really like to cover or talk about? Oh, that's a broad question. Um, one of our listeners who never comments on Twitter, who I know personally, really, they wanted us to do a like failed movie series, like on like, like movies that like were supposed to start a franchise. Like Golden like, Compass? Yeah. But the, the reason they asked this question, there was really only one movie they're interested in, only one movie I'd be interested in talking about, which was uh, I Am Number Four. I I really want to talk about that movie. 
mostly for Timothy Oliphant and Teresa Palmer. Teresa Palmer, uh, found the, it out, the yeah. main dude in that movie is boring as shit, but like yeah. the stuff happening around him, I feel like there was something there that they could have explored. I, I at some point we need to find up find an excuse to talk about I am number four on Headcanon, I think. I'm all all I'm all on board for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't Tony Golfo have like a weird samurai haircut? Yeah, samurai hair. Like yes. he has Frank TJ Mackey hair, right? In like a Hawaiian shirt, yeah. How do you fuck that up? I think uh, you're like, oh, we have Teresa Palmer and Timothy Oliphant, but the star of the movie is this totally boring dude who like his his hands glow. Alex Pettifer, yeah. who I remember correctly, like every movie he's ever done sounds god awful to me. Probably, and I think he was in like was he in Magic Mike? I don't know. I haven't seen Magic Mike, but like he was in so, yeah. the one with Vanessa Hudgens where he has I don't know, it's called like Beastly or something. It looks ghastly. Um, I I would love to someday do. You know, like I've said many times, an all case two movies podcast. I think I would follow it up with an all Timothy Oliphant podcast because I would love to talk about a perfect getaway. If you had a mom, yeah, perfect, oh, perfect, perfect getaway is a good one. Yeah, perfect getaway is a movie that like it would be a joy to sit down with real screenwriters and talk about the script. Um, yeah, that that was a just a fun movie. That was like a, a movie watchers movie. It's not like. I could see where someone's like, eh, it's okay. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but look at like some of the stuff it's doing mm-hmm. right in front of your eyes. Um, yeah. If you're wondering what we're talking about, it's Timothy Oliphant, it's Mila Jovovich, it's Steve Zahn and, uh, uh, Keely Sanchez. Sure. I don't know. I haven't looked at the cast recently. The, uh, Nikki to the takes a shit guy from lost. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, Let's see. Talisha asks, while PLL is on highest, what are some of the other shows you like to watch? Oh, gosh. I watch a lot of shows. What do you watch? Oh, fuck me. Um, You're the worst. Um, I Quantico. Don't, I do watch Quantico. Um, Flash. Uh, iZombie. Which mm-hmm. is which is a show that I think when it first started, I really pondered like, could we do a podcast about iZombie? Now that it's it's in its second season, I would say no, but it is a show that's always enjoyable. I mean, I would say I really like iZombie. I just don't know what I would have had. I would have to add to it. Basically, I would. I, I don't know how much fun we can have doing a podcast like that. It'd just be like, oh, I like the scene. You know, basically, a lot of you, you apply how we look at PLO. I think you can kind of guess what we would think of different characters in iZombie. Mm-hmm. I think you have to know. You have to assume if you if you've been if you're a true fan that we hate Blaine. Yeah. Um. Not major fans of Major. Major's gotten interesting at least at least in the first season that they're just so willing to subvert his archetype. Yeah. The shortest the shortest depth into drugs ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh I kind of like. The bizarre cruelty of the the Steven Weber character. I'm surprised Steven Weber is not on like Agents of Shield or Flash. I would love to see Steven Weber end up on PLL on a role. I would love to see him like verbally sparring with Spencer. I think he's such a I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I feel like one of the magical things about PLL is that they never have recognizable guest stars. 
It's terrifying. Except for unless they're like uh, Olympic swimmers. Yeah, they, they need to be Olympians or Adam Lambert. The, or randomly giant drag. Yeah. I think the the potential guest star on Out, no one's asked us this, that we that we wish it happened is Michaela Maroney. Yes. She did yes, visit. We, t- we talked about that before. That would be amazing. Yeah. We're huge Michaela Maroney fans. Mm-hmm. Um Well let me let me let me go get a drink and then I'll talk about the TV shows I watch. How about that? Okay. So the TV shows you're watching now? Uh I'm going to get so much shit for the Marco is tall line. I mean, I, I guess, let me explain something about Benji. I don't know how to answer that question with, I, I'm not good at like superficially complimentary statements. I only know how to be like extremely honest. He says, as he gives a superficial compliment. What was the superficial compliment? Okay. Never mind. Marco is an extremely prolific writer. See, I don't know how to give a compliment that can't be read at least somewhat backhanded. I don't know if you ever experienced that or if that's just me. I think it, it well, let's just say it, safely it ties into what we think of each other. I think okay. only good things about you. I do not. I don't believe that, that's true. I don't think that the, uh, the true, the reverse can be said. I don't believe that statement is true. I think you're a noble and admirable human being. Marco is my oldest friend. I think uh, you are an exemplary social strategist. Keep going. And I think you choose (laughs) your words very carefully, no matter what sort of highfalutin train wreck they might be. Okay. Man, I'm just not good at like being put on the spot and told to say something nice about someone. I guess you could say that's part of my personality. I think I think you could have just very well said, I have nothing nice to say about Marco. That would have been okay. That wouldn't necessarily be true. It's just that I haven't collected my thoughts on that. You're like, what you're basically saying is, I have nothing to say that's nice about Marco unless it's also incredibly shitty. No, no, no. I see. I feel like you're twisting my words. It's more like I wouldn't want to offer an opinion that I haven't really thought about deeply. Uh, so I wouldn't just want to say like, oh, yeah, Marco, he's a good guy. You know, like I wouldn't want to be superficial about it. Okay. And so instead, yes, you are tall. I think you're a very, you're a very wholesome, honest young man. You're wise beyond your years. We talk about pre the liars. I actually am almost incapable of lying. <laughs> I find that hard to believe. It's true. It I really know is. It's not true. It totally is, though. <laughs> Which is why I choose to shut my mouth sometimes. Uh, and not at all at other times. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would say, though, that... Uh, Doing the podcast is giving you a level of, you know, what you lack for in social graces. I think you've definitely made up for in just social interaction. The social. I think this has been good for the you. The social. It's, it's brought you out of your shell in a sense. Like I said, it is a show that's very close to my heart. I think you, you needed this outlet. Mm-hmm. 
Marco is my oldest friend. One of my only friends left. Which is kind of amazing when you think about it. I suppose it is, yeah. A little bit understand, or hard to understand, but kind of amazing. So what TV shows do you watch now? I watch all... Also, we talk about the people who... I think someone asked us on Twitter the other day about the uh, the night we no longer talk about. <laughs> Guess what question we won't be answering tonight? That question. So I watch a lot of just, you know, the, the comic book shows. I watch Arrow, I watch Flash, I watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I watch some of Supergirl, Supergirl, although I'm behind on it. Hey, here, here's a little Benji detail you may not know. I used to have a speech impediment, which is why I can't say the R word sometimes. The R sound. Or, or sometimes of an S. Sure. What is Adam Brody's character's first name on the OC? Zeth. Seth? Zeth? I don't know. One of those <laughs> What's two. your sign? <laughs> Stop. Um, I really like the first season of Fargo. I'm only like one episode in the second season. I have like a Same. ton of shit queued up. Uh, I watched the first two seasons of Hannibal and I've got the last season queued up. I watch all Mr. Robot. Archer... Um, I watch Breaking Bad and so on. I'm trying to think of like current TV shows. I Zombie, of course. Jessica I, Jones. Jessica Jones. Daredevil. So I forced myself to watch Star Wars Rebels, even though it is not good at all. I don't know. It's like I've convinced myself, like, oh, you need to watch this just in case there's a tie-in in a new Star Wars movie. It's not very good. I'm so behind on the Nick that it hurts. Oh, I haven't watched any of the season of the Nick. I really did like season one though. Um, I watch a lot of TV. Orphan Black. Yeah. Uh, Person of Interest. PLL, obviously, Sherlock. I'm just looking at what I have in iTunes right now. Agent Carter, Mad Men, what is on. Um, one thing that may stand out, I, I was a big fan of 24, uh, fascist though it may be. Uh, I was, it's just like a fun action show. Um, I don't think it's come back though. Although if it did with Yvonne Strahovski, that would be a good show. Other than I watched that. like the first three seasons of 24, and then I did enjoy that bizarre mini series last season. Oh, yeah. Oh, Game of Thrones, of course. Um, It sounds like I need to start watching Leftovers, even though I don't really want to. Like, supposedly it's gotten really good. And bonkers. Mm-hmm. Can't think of anything else besides that, really. Anyway, what's the next question? <laughs> I love how long it took to answer. What shows do you watch? Mm-hmm. Um, Monica asked, they've been talking about a PLO movie of late. What would your plot for a PLO movie be? Oh, geez. This would be the time to do like your your clue. Yes. Thing. Yes, absolutely. Some, something that's like one single night or single place. Like to have it be several years. Basically what they're doing with the time jump. Have it be several years after. But be like a single event, I think. Also, like your European vacation thing or your your tropical murder mystery, I think. I think I think murder mystery is a really solid route to go down on that. Like basically, I would say like like dip into for if I was one of the writers, dip into your like what was the Halloween episode we never got to do. Mm -hmm. Take out the Halloween elements and just make that your movie. I do wonder how much that would even work, just because. 
you're removing a lot of the elements that make PLL PLL. You don't have the serialized nature mm-hmm. of the building plot. You're not going to have high school. You're probably, I mean, you could like have little cameos for the parents and whatnot, but I don't know. It'd be fun. I, I'm not opposed to seeing it, but who knows? You know, one of the things that we don't, we haven't talked about, it's really interesting about the time jump is that, you know, it's not like things are great for women in society. I mean, like, look at that recent Scott Adams blog post that everyone talks about, for example. But it'll be interesting to see the liars dealing with the world as adults. Um, adults, mostly with college degrees, too. Mostly. Um, mm-hmm. Or, you know, with a lot of... Uh, <laughs> disposable income from their bar where was Arya going like boston university scat. or something she's going to scat first oh, she transferred right she did scat and then she went to boston i don't know if they implied that it was yeah that's true because she switched over to writing well they said she transferred to boston does that mean boston university or i mean there, there's a lot of colleges in boston it's mm. a good question mm-hmm. i mean uh, why didn't the the art or the writing like major i think that was something we we were all hoping for i think the art storyline the art storyline in the sense of like the the weird photography and the interest in scad was i don't know it was a good way for her to process post dollhouse feelings but it always seemed strange to me because we'd always grown up on aria the writer well it is funny that they like built up a whole last season of aria being into photography again to have her go to SCAD only to like change her mind after like a year or whatever and go to Boston. Well, and a, and a lot of SCAD was also because other schools wouldn't take her. To. That too, yeah. Um, but she did write that really convincing letter to the admissions office about her relationship with her teacher. Uh, I'm trying to remember how the line goes. Uh, They're like, can we pay your tuition to like somewhere across the country so we never encounter you again? Would that be cool? It's like that short story you wrote, Lost, but found. I always assumed it was about Allison. <laughs> or didn't, wasn't Arya the one who wrote the short story about the cat? I don't even remember that, but I'll go ahead and say yes. I don't know. I, I mean, all I'm saying is that, you know, Arya, she's, she no longer digs her protagonist in her story. Now she's all Heroes about Heroes aren't what they used to be. Yeah. <laughs> Much more fascinating than the villain, yeah. Uh, we should also talk about, too, or I, I just want to throw out, uh, as was announced, that Joseph Doherty has a play coming to San Francisco in May of next year, which I'm hoping to go see. Maybe I'll be alone. Everything um, after December 18th is just post-Star Wars to me. It's gravy. <laughs> uh, Amy asks us, uh, who's your least favorite liar? I don't even know if that's a question I could answer. I mean, I feel like the default is Emily, and it's not like I dislike her. It's just that I like Hannah and Arya and Spencer so much more. Mm-hmm. But I'm most excited. Do you like for... them more, or do you relate to them more? Mm. Both. Either, both. I don't know. I'm most excited for Emily after the time jump. I feel like maybe Emily not being like the perfect like early 20 something is something i'm more interested in than the other liars hmm. but at least high school wise i mean i don't know i suppose i could relate to emily but emily's just like oh she's a hard worker she's nice you know it's it's just not as fun as aria's perpetual fucked upness or hmm. you know detective hannah or spencer being insane 
I don't want to see Hannah be like cruel and mean. I don't want her to like force the waiter to take this back because it's not blah blah blah. Yeah. I like I that she's like, oh, her boss is the Anna Wintour of fashion. It's like, so what does Anna Wintour do? I think it was fashion, right? Yeah. Um <laughs> I I'm flashing saying. back to when we asked Troy about like Spencer the Future. And, you know, I'm very curious, like, how how quickly in what ways does Spencer fall back on hard time or her old wicked ways, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, um, how quickly do they, do they all do that? Well, how have they changed when they're under fire, I guess? Because I feel like that that'll be the thing that's interesting about this season is that there are new different people who've grown and moved on. But I feel like a little bit of pressure is going to show you like the old liars in what in some way. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a question of have you really changed or is this just a part of your personality that you're bearing? Right. How how easily do you fall back into those old personality quirks that you thought you'd exercise, but maybe you hadn't? Um, Emily asks, you're recasting the leading ladies in iconic films of your choosing. <laughs> Which liar, including Mona and Allison, is on what movie poster? I am going to answer one somewhat with you in mind in that, because I think this ties into a lot of people asked how we got into PL in the first place. I think that you would probably love to see Lucy Hale as Rey in The Force Awakens. Somewhat true. I mean, Daisy Ridley now is so intriguing. I mean, you know, we'll have to see the movie, but I wouldn't want to replace her now, but yeah, one of the reasons I got into PLL was that I was reading Star Wars forums and, you know, people were speculating on who the new female lead of Star Wars is going to be and photoshopping lightsabers into Lucy Hale's hands, which is why I thought, hey, I should check that show out. So Lucy Hale in Star Wars, I, you know, this is what I want. I want, and I know this won't happen, but I want episode seven to end with like, it's like, you know, Ray is, I don't know, Han Solo's kid or Luke's kid or whatever. And it's like, all right, we need to get your sister. And it's like, your sister, what? And it's like, she's like somehow like, like locked up in like, you know, maximum security penitentiary, like <laughs> the evil Skywalker scion. And it's Lucy Hale in like a straight jacket. With a shaved head? Mm-hmm. Sure. Basically, or like Gen- half a shaved head. You the like, Jenna Malone, the yeah. Jenna Malone Lucy Hale. Go to the, the Jenna Malone, Nelly Chrisita Dormer, style. Yeah. Half a shaved head. I think that Trine Belisario can do literally fucking anything. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about on Headcanon, like, how great would the Hunger Games have been with her in them? Yes. I mean, as Katniss, but really in any role. <laughs> I would have rather seen Troyan as Gale. <laughs> um, Just imagine Troyan saying, you only love me when I'm in pain. <laughs> P.S. Gale sucks. Um, I find it interesting the the response we've gotten from our listeners about the Hunger Games and Gale in general, which I to to be reductive, it seems like it's mostly a factor of like Liam Hemsworth is way hotter than Josh Hutcherson's, therefore we don't mind Gale, which I can understand, but like Gale sucks. I'm just saying, as a character, he sucks. So when you look at like our our notifications, it was fascinating because you would see. One tweet's like, I think you guys are too hard on Gale, followed by, like, I love you guys. Really give Gale. <laughs> like, you really shove his face in some more pig shit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, it's a divisive issue, I guess. I, uh, I'm trying to remember what is the uh, the name of that Ashley Benson like indie movie she did. So like some simply Metropolitan. Spring Breakers. Yeah, it's like simply Metropolitan or something like that. And she looks very glamorous in like pictures I've seen from it. I feel like that's you know like uh, uh, like Norba kind of casting Ashley Benson in a Monica Vitti role from like a Antonio Antonioni movie. Like that makes a lot of sense to me. I think she's got some kind of great old Hollywood glamour about her. Um, she does a lot of her eyes. Shay Mitchell. She was on Supernatural. Sorry, I'm on IMDb. What was the question we're answering right now? Uh, you're basically putting the liars, including Alice and Mona, in an iconic film of your choosing. Okay, so like in a, is this a remake? Is this just like we're slotting them into a pre-existing movie? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think I think Joseph Doherty putting Allison in Laura. Is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, Janelle Parrish is another amazing creature who can literally do anything. Uh, I think she learned her acting craft at Hogwarts. I think that it's, you know, when I think of all the great co stars that I would love to be like honored of sharing the screen of her, Mickey Rourke is by no means the first choice that comes to my mind. No, it's not number one on the list. Um, <laughs> But she's another actor that I think, like, like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Hollywood? Like, like, this is a person who can do anything. What if Lucy Hale was in the Dark Knight movies as Rachel? It, she would look like Bruce like Wayne's tw- daughter. 20 years younger. Yeah. <laughs> well, just the way, like, that's, that's another complaint I have Jim about Jim Gordon, Spectre. he's a friend of mine. That's, a, like, another complaint I have about Spectre, is it looks like it's James Bond's, like, take your daughter to work day. Um, you're like wait they're in love sure <laughs> um oh here's a question i'm going to throw out on my own okay any of the the main four liars ali or mona uh who would you replace rosamund pike and gone girl with um i think that Ashley Benson, uh, Sasha Petrissa, or Janelle Parrish would all be great. Wow, I would go with Lucy Hale, number one, with a bullet for that. As, I, uh, I need to see Lucy Hale play a villain. I need to see that. There's a lot of... Although like, she's like way too young for Affleck, but you know, never mind that. Um, there's a lot of like just different roles I would love to see these actors riff on. Mm-hmm. Um, Troyan and Gravity? would be amazing. It'd be absolutely amazing. Um, like when Troyan teases that she has a pretty good British accent. Mm-hmm. I just, I can't wait to see that. I'm really curious to see the still Rose, um, both mm. for her performance and the other's performance, but also because I'm, I'm kind of curious format and structure wise, how that movie works. Oh, let me blow your mind. How about Sasha Viterza in the ninth gate? As who? As, uh, the, the the lead girl is it was it Emmanuel Signer was that you mean Polanski's wife as the devil the devil yes Sasha Peterson yeah she can do it mm-hmm. um so could Janelle Parrish I think that's yeah. that's a somewhat I guess obscure movie probably who, for the average listener of this podcast who could be River Tam in Serenity 
I mean, Janelle Parrish. I think Janelle Parrish only because doesn't she have Shay Mitchell could have oh, some she, fun she, with that. She has like a dancing background. Yeah, Shay Mitchell could have some fun with that. I think Lucy Hale would be interesting too. Um, mm-hmm. That I'm just looking at my like, movies right now, iTunes. Who here's a question? Hijacking again because I'm five <laughs> drinks in. Who would you re- not? Well, yes, I do want to replace her because Casey deserves something else. But uh, Twilight, mm-hmm. you're gonna recast Twilight with one of the PLLs. Who do you slot in there as Lucy Bella Swan? Lucy Hale. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I can't argue with that. All right, would you would you pick uh, Ian Harding to replace Pattinson? <laughs> no, no, I think. I think that was the role that Robert Pattinson wishes he was not born to play, but he was. I would, I would kill for uh, uh, Tyler Blackburn, Ian Harding, and Keegan Allen to have a show in L.A. for charity where it's basically like improv, but people just shout out like famous movies, and then they just do their rendition of of a iconic scene from it. I would I would kill for anyone involved in the PLL, any actor on PLL, to do the "I am the one who knocks" speech from Breaking Bad. I don't I don't care who it is, if it's Troyan, if it's Shay Mitchell, if it's Keegan Allen. I want to see that. What if it's Sarah Harvey? I, I'm trying to think of the lines of dialogue that I could do for that right now. No, you think that of me? No, I'm wow. the one oh, who knocks. Stop, 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 yeah. stop, stop. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. What about uh, uh, Holbrook doing that speech? Can you do that one? No, I can't. I just I just want to get you drunk and have you do weird voices mm-hmm. or, or fall down on your face doing weird voices. You're succeeding. <laughs> I think Keegan Allen doing that would be amazing. I think trying to do that would be very effective. I think it'd be menacing as it should be. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh Jesus! Um, that's a good one here. No mask. If you could have a totally platonic dinner with one PLO character, who would it be? I suppose not platonic. <laughs> I think. I think. Basically, they're saying like you know, not who would you go on a date with? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Uh, I mean, they all have like boyfriends or whatever. Um, well, I think he's saying PLO character. PLO character. Yeah, not actor. Character? Yeah, character. Hmm. Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, my, my natural instinct is to say Spencer, but Arya and Mona are both lingering there. I mean, it'd be tempting to say Mona, but I don't know if you'd ever get anything out of her that isn't just a performance. Right. Right. I think you'd have a lot of fun with Hannah if you could, you know, get her to like just, you know, have a good time. I would love to be sitting at the table next to a really great Spencer Hastings conversation. I don't know how Spencer I Spencer Melistic have... conversation. Oh yeah, amazing. That'd be amazing. Talk about real life Hastings dinner theater. I, mm-hmm. I don't see how I could have a meal without Spencer with Spencer unless I have information that she could be like grilling me for. Well, it's like, are, are they in the middle of like an A mystery or are they just chilling? I would love to hear Aria as a tour guide in an art <laughs> gallery, like pretending like she knows what she's talking about with various paintings. Yeah. I would love I'd to go to a reading. Like at the Louvre. 
I would love to go to reading of one of Arya's stories. Well, she she was doing open mic night, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Um, that'd be amazing to see. I don't think I'd want to go to a reading of Ostinato. No. I really, I really wish they would do like a bad twin loss thing and like release that. I could probably hang with Caleb. We're tech bros. We could, we could talk. I just see Caleb giving you that look. I would love oh. to like have like lunch at the club with Peter Hastings. Caleb's just like Mac guy, huh? Aren't like, Mac guy, huh? Ugh. <laughs> I could hang with Peter Hastings. I just. They they played the clip during the special tonight. <laughs> I just have to say again. Caleb, who's dropped out of high school, mm-hmm. is telling his high school girlfriend that he's now basically a cybersecurity expert while a, dressed like Robin Leach. That's a real thing. That is like whenever when, back when he was Gambit leaning up against the outside <laughs> of the school, like like souping up people's cell phones, I never thought we would get there. No, you don't know anything about you. Oh God! Uh, no, also asks, would you rather never see Ezra or never see Toby again? Hmm. Never see Ezra? Yeah. Yeah. Toby has comedic value, and, and I have a voice for him. I have I have nothing for Ezra. <laughs> uh, I. I hate Ezra. I mean, I kind of have a, I have an emotional Ezra voice. Oh, that's it. Yeah, go, go on. It's just like a lot of toys. That's it. That was bad. You made me love him. Um, I I hate Ezra. Like, we got inside jokes. It grows how much I hate him. Um, I love how much I hate him though. <laughs> <laughs> Get out. I can't wait to see that scene where he shouts at the other liars to get oh, out. Yeah. That's going to be amazing. Well, That's going to be at least five minutes of the podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just going to be us just in awe. Um, also, yeah, confirming, I presume tonight, that basically Ezra moves into Toby's old apartment because Toby's building his uh, his dream house. Or the same set, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> when they talk about, like, Caleb had a single wall of uh, his shared living space in Tribeca of Hannah. I just have to assume that he just did like that weird red and black paint job mm-hmm. again. Yeah, yeah, where it's just like, yeah, I'm testing out the colors. Still thinking about it. Uh, Aaron asked, what kind of music are we both into? Yeah. Sad bastard indie rock. That's my answer. Andrew asked, uh, when did you guys... No answer, huh? Mm. I like lots of music. That's interesting. You know what I think about people who say I like lots of music? What? They don't like any music at all. Do you think that's true of me? No. So what's your answer? I don't know. I don't have a specific genre that I like. It changes... Hmm. Well, you have a little bit of that musician thing where, like, you just... Like, if there were, like, a, a crate full of vinyls... Mm-hmm. You would be found there looking through them. You're you're a little bit Oz in that in that respect. Just flashing back to <laughs> Xander asking, like Xander telling Oz yeah. he needs a thing. Is playing guitar hard? Hard. And so, says, not the way I play it. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, I should amend that. People who say they like all kinds of music, that uh, means they have no taste or they're in that select category of people that I think you belong to where they, they really do actually just like everything. That may be for the first time something nice that you said about me. And I thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, Andrew asks, when did you guys first discover the recaps written by Jacob and Heather, and how have they influenced the way you watch the series? I think S1E14. Because I, I, well, I know that, like, I went and watched, like, the first few PLLs, and I'm like, oh, let's see what TWAP thinks about this. Mm -hmm. And it was some other dude, and I just, like, I don't know, they're boring. I wasn't feeling it at all. And then a like, I just went back for whatever reason. I think it was S1E14. And I was just like, whoa, this dude, no like, this is, this is it. Like, this guy gets it. This guy is, like, he's talking about the show in a way, like, I, I wish I had these thoughts because they're so, they're so smart. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was definitely what I remember, Jacob. Heather, I'm not sure. Somewhere probably getting into season three. Um, I'm not sure what episode, though. I I've not read every single one of Jacob or Heather's recaps. You turned me on to Jacob and uh it was something where like yeah, there was like some some part of Jacob's brain that I wanted to take out of every paragraph he wrote. There was something that you you either wished you had been able to articulate it beforehand or you wish that you thought like thoughts mm -hmm. as well as he does or were smart and, and cutting and brilliant funny and sad all the same times that he is um but especially I don't know, it's a shame that you can't really go well you can go buy jacob's recaps on mm -hmm. amazon and through gumroad and whatever ebook format you like he's a prolific writer he's written many things but it's his recap of the we talked about earlier the scene where spencer addresses the imagined versions of her friends in the therapy group uh jacob elevates the art of writing television <laughs> in a fascinating way in that, that bit Heather uh, later I discovered um, it's the same thing. It's, it's different, but it's also like Heather is so good at showing you the, the human side of things, which are both equally sad and heartbreaking and just hilarious. I mean, I don't know. I probably found out about Heather through Jacob. Right. I want to say I'm not a hundred percent on that. Like, I, I just know in my mind, like season three and her link. So I must have started reading her somewhere around then. I'm not quite sure how I found her, but yeah, cosine. Um, but I, I, I feel like, you know, and Heather does regular recaps, you know, currently with the show. I don't read them if I can help it until after we've done the podcast. Only because mm -hmm. I, I, I don't want to just be repeating Heather. Yeah. Yeah. We, we try to avoid other media while we're doing the our notes and whatnot just because we don't want to just be like, they said something good and here's something else they said that was good because, you know, we, we want to just say that it's a dessert for after we do the podcast. And sometimes, you know, I, I feel like compelled like I have to quote Heather. Like, mm -hmm. like there's a, and then there was one during the early season six where she was talking about the dollhouse. And then at the same time, like, you know, especially when PLO airs, just watch their Twitter accounts because you're going <laughs> to see something amazing happening. Um, Jacob especially was great during the Songs of Innocence experience and Heather, uh, you know, that, that we're all in the dollhouse. And <laughs> what is it? It's, it's not taking the liars out of the dollhouse. It's like trying to take the dollhouse out of the liars. Um, 
ideally, if we had our own podcast network, and I guess in a weird way we do, if we had the money and the funds and and convince them, I would love to have a podcast that's just Jacob and Heather talking about anything. Yes, literally anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Ideally, media, but honestly. I would I would listen to them talk about footwear. I would listen to them talk about what kind of sofas we should buy. They could just talk about what they did, what they dreamed the night before, and I would be riveted, I'm sure. Um, we've been so lucky to have Heather on headcanon too. I hopefully maybe at some point we can ask Jacob to join us um, or have Heather back. This is fun because you're driving, so you have to transition to the next topic. Uh, so Nicole asks. Uh, who do you think is the closest and the furthest from their season one character, like pre time jump? Cause obviously we don't know really the time jump. I mean, doesn't it have to be Hannah? Yeah, I think so. And, and a little bit of Emily, a little bit, but Emily, yeah, I mean, she does. Emily starts to actually show her emotions more. Uh-huh. I think well, as the series goes on, she's not hiding who she mm-hmm. is all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that that's obviously a huge thing. Um, if you're going to start from the very beginning, but Hannah really has an epiphany with her sessions with, uh, therapy and I think changes her character in a big way. So she Hannah did it before Clint Eastwood, the two not real characters, you know, mm-hmm. according to theory. Spencer, I mean, you could say that Spencer found herself as the world kept shoving her face in the dirt. Did she find herself or was her whole reality just completely destroyed around her? Until she had nothing left. There's that. Conversely, Arya, I think we talked about this before many a time. Arya would watch the whole world burn so that she could be queen of the ashes. <laughs> um, yes. Nicole also asks, what do you think Ken actually thinks about his fucked up family? <laughs> I don't know if I totally want to put myself in the mindset of a Ken Laurentis. Oh. No, but who is the primary villain of PLL so far? I think there's probably just a lot of denial and projection mm-hmm. and blame shifting. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I don't know. I mean, he's probably convincing. I mean, Jason's like a fuck up. I don't know what he tells himself about Jason. I, he's probably convinced that like Jason is a bastard and he's not Ken. So it's like not Ken's fault. And he probably blames Jessica for Charlotte in some way or another. And then Allie, I don't even know what he thinks about Allie. I'm sure he like somehow credits himself for Allie still being alive. Mm-hmm. But Ken is not a very good person. I will say that. I would like to think that Peter would kill him. Just... Just for fun, like maybe or Peter hire and someone could, to kill him. Yeah, maybe Peter and Melissa could kill him together. Mm-hmm. Like that could be like a father daughter like bonding experience. Peter goes into like his his Rolodex there at the club, uh-huh. and it's like, yeah, I need that drug that you know makes it look like a heart attack. Yeah. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one one person, Carlos, asked when my next Kindle Worlds thing was coming out. I'm going to answer that only by going to Katie's question here, uh, which PL has a lot of characters, meaning a lot of them fall into the background and disappear altogether. Which characters would you like to see come back and have more screen time? Uh, before we get to yours, my answer is Noel Kahn, who is a big part of my next Kindle Worlds thing. Um, which character would you like to see come back? Of like the like tertiary 
you know, I mean, Jenna or Noel Khan. I mean, I, I think you can't go wrong with either of those characters. It would be kind of interesting for them to bring Sydney back, just explain what the fuck that whole thing was. Like, who the hell were they meeting? Mm-hmm. What, I mean, who was the person behind the frosted glass? What the fuck? Yeah, I'm still curious about that. Also, who showed up to their, like, picnic table? Yeah, exactly. Algonquin round table? Who uh, was the person behind the frosted glass with Mona in 503? And who showed up in 505 at their weird, like, you know, round table of, like, anti-alley meeting or whatever? I'd like I mean, to know those two questions. That's unrelated to the question that they asked us, but sure. Could that have been Cece? No, though, because then Mona would have just known, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, who knows uh, what who pretense knows? Cece's meeting, if anybody. Yeah. Um, I, see, the nice thing about high school, though, is that you have a built-in, very understandable social network of characters. Mm-hmm. And so it makes sense when they kind of fall away and come back. Um Having the liars all be adults, and I'm still not clear, like, are they all effectively having to move back to Rosewood? Because it almost becomes like a much more depressing story in a way. Because I think a movie that you and I both love is Young Adult with Charlie Theron. Yes. Which, which there should be like a weird, bitter uh, uh, marathon night where you have to watch Gross Point Blank and then that movie. <laughs> Like maybe like the weekend of your high school reunion, kids, you should go do that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and so it's like, are they going to like come back to town and find Lucas? And he's basically the Patton Oswalt character. And then I, I just remember like his sister in that movie who like tells Charlie Theron that everything she's doing is amazing. She the worst advice it. ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm glad that nobody asked us like about Lucas's girlfriend because I couldn't give less of a shit. She doesn't exist. Yeah, that's my theory on that. Um, Katie also asks, if you could take any character and make them a mortal enemy of Spencer's, who would you pick to battle it out with her? Make I... them a mortal I mean, Isn't Mona kind of already? I mean, I will just say that in one of our deleted questions from one of our interviews, we posed who would be a great person to have a sword fight with Spencer. <laughs> um. That's right. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, she'd win, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't, it's hard. It's hard to think of matching somebody as a villain when there's already so many quasi villains. I mean, even somebody like Allie, who she's theoretically friends with, she still has so much of a history with and so much antagonism towards. So here's what I want. I want two things. I want not just the character that Spencer has to have her metaphorical Reichenbach falls sword fight to the death. Mm -hmm. But I also want the character that has to be Spencer's like, you know, uh, a dread pirate, Inigo Montoya to her dread pirate Roberts. You know what I mean? Like where Noel Mm. Khan's like, can I tell you a secret? I'm not left-handed either. (laughs) (laughs) He just wants to be a party planner. Yeah. Oh gosh, I I I'm so fascinated by what Noel Kong could be doing in a time jump. I really hope they bring him back. I hope they do too. I couldn't stop when we were watching the Hunger Games movies thinking if Rant Doherty was the the Gale role, how much better it would be. Yeah. Am I yeah. wrong? I would love. Like, I know, uh, I think it was Oscar, like, 
who would we love to interview next? Um, literally everyone involved with the show. Um, obviously, there's like top picks in every field amongst actors, writers, crew. I would love, like, Brent Dory's one of the people I would definitely love to talk to at some point, just because I feel like he has a very interesting background. Like, he seemingly initially was very interested in cinematography. Mm. Interesting. Um, and then somehow became an actor. I know we probably would love to talk to my Goldsmith at some point. Was he just like, oh, I was interested in cinematography, and then I realized I was totally handsome, so I decided to be an actor. I'm totally handsome, and I'm sinister in a way that's both masculine and compelling. <laughs> I have this kind of devious swagger that people seem to be really drawn to. Also, I put out a hell of a spread. Mm -hmm. I was very surprised and very pleased to see Brian Holdman in two segments in this thing. Including the one that involved acting, yeah. <laughs> I, but it's just so weird to see them like on sets. I'm I don't know again why there's not a like like talking PLO or PLO after show. Like, it's it's there if you wanted ABC Family slash Freeform. It's there. <laughs> it's cheaper than what whatever you're airing after PLO is cheaper and it'll get better ratings. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be at least a half an hour show. I think an hour show would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Like he would be not to make it like fluff. Like let it be a little bit real. I think. Well, they already already recruit like one person, like an actor, writer, whatever, to like tweet during the show. Uh -huh. It would be that hard to get like a, a Talking Dead show where they show up there. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be that'd be amazing. Um, Katie also asks, "Oh, Katie, you don't want to get in front of this train." Katie asks, "What did Maya know?" Maya didn't know anything. Mona's just fucking with liars. That's my theory. Uh, I think we haven't talked about this in a while. Elaine asked, what made you guys want to do a PLL podcast? I think we just really wanted to talk about the show. Mm -hmm. And at that point in our, you know, podcasting existence. So a little backstory about the podcast. Me and Marco, we went to high school together. Marco moved cross country. Our relationship mostly consisted of long phone calls where we talked about basically the same stuff we talked about in the podcast. So we started podcasting mainly as just a way to like talk to each other, basically. Um, so we just really wanted to talk about PLL and it was like, well, let's like make this useful, I guess. Like, mm -hmm. Hey, we want to rewatch PLL. So let's like, let's actually at least talk about every episode, you know, like I get some value because... out of it. It was because you were, had just recently started watching all of it compacted together on Netflix. I binge watched it entirely and was amazed by it. And so it's like, let's go back and rewatch it all again. Yeah. And and things you were saying were triggering things that I remembered from my sporadic watching in a new light. And yeah, it was basically like the product of those conversations was I was going to have to rewatch the show. Mm hmm. Um, oh, and, it was, was it, and it was like, well, if we're going to rewatch the show again, let's try to make this useful in some way, I guess. Let's mm -hmm. let's talk about the show while we rewatch it. It's kind of like it, it justifies our own rewatching of it. It's like, oh, yeah, it's for a podcast. Sure. But like it, you know, concurrent with I had just gotten myself a Netflix account. <laughs> but also, I mean, I could say going back to 2010. Like the pilot to PLO was the first ever thing that I bought in iTunes. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Was that for the iPod I gave you? Uh huh. Mm. 
So there I was on my little iPod Nano <laughs> watching BLL. Uh, mostly because I, you know, like I had a, not a pretty serious because I think, you know, like, like celebrity crushes are kind of hard to, to quantify. But like Lucy Hale was a known quantity in my life. She's Effie and Sisterhood of Traveling Pants Part 2. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she was, I think, the sister on the Bionic Woman reboot. <laughs> yes, she was. She was guest stars and eventually dated the guy who was on that Selena Gomez show. I only oh, found that Wizards out. of Waverly Place. Yeah, I found that out like flipping channels one time. But mm-hmm. like, she was the the actor I was aware of, and so I was like, I've always been intrigued by this <laughs> mm-hmm. this beautiful actor. I'll definitely watch what they're doing, and then. I just kept watching the show via Hulu sporadically. Yeah. Um, a lot of the same thing. What, what are you hoping for after the time jump? Well, what uh, Monica asked, what do you want to see out of the new villain in future episodes? The he that is coming? I guess consequences. Something... Hmm that they can't lie their way out of or it's like oh it's like scary hoodie who attacked us and we got away like something that shifts the narrative something to go along with the fact that they're adults now sure it's not, yeah. not a child's game mm-hmm. i i'm very curious what do they mean when they say it's like more menacing it's more cruel like, ezra was burned alive <laughs> I, you know, there's part of me that's like, I would love to see something horrible happen to somebody to to say that this is a, real. But at the same time, I hate that kind of thinking. I hate shows like The Walking Dead where it's like you have to kill five characters a season just because. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate the idea of like you know the girlfriend in the refrigerator. Although, what a way to subvert that trope if it's Ezra. I'm okay with Ezra showing up in the refrigerator. Like if new A, like A A three, A cubed, like uh ties Ezra up like a pretzel and shoves him in Aria's icebox. Ezra, chill out. <laughs> and then says that in Toby voice. Mm. Oh jeez. <laughs> How many questions do we have left? Uh, we're pretty much at the end of it. Okay, just curious. We've been talking for a while. Yeah, I think we can probably wrap it up there. Any any last ones? Nope, nope. I think we're good. Really? Yeah. Are you sure? I think I'm looking through. I've pretty much gone through everything, or they're all repetitive. Okay. Well. I mean, or it's questions like, like, Marco, have you read the Harry Potter books yet? No, not yet. Why haven't you? Yeah, I know. What am I doing? My That's not an answer. Like, what are you doing that prevents you from reading Harry Potter? I have no good question. I'm very tall. Very tall. Hmm. Have you ever felt compelled to read more Harry Potter? Like, you know, through Black Magic? Or whatever. (laughs) I think I will at some point. What are you reading right now? I am rereading a book called The Raw Shark Text by Stephen Hall. Hmm. Did you like give me that book for my birthday? Probably not. I don't. I don't know if I'm ever going to give you a book again. <laughs> Is I mean, that because I, I donated them all? 
Yeah, I will give them to our friend who would then give them to you and then you'll read them. Hmm. The raw shark text. Let me take a look at this. Sounds familiar. No, I don't think he gave me that. Well, I think you should finish up that book and read Harry Potter. I'm going to attempt to read Purity soon. But I may end up reading a dumb Star Wars book instead. I think we're done now. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank y'all for tuning in on this little Q&A podcast. Um, I haven't... Why don't you try that one more time without saying y'all? Thank you all for tuning in to this podcast. We wanted to do one of these episodes for a while, just answering fans various questions. We've done like other people's podcasts where we've answered some of these questions, but never really answered them on our own podcast. So I think it was nice to do so. You know the episode titles, if I give you the numbers, we talk about the tally that votes so far. Oh yeah, sure. Okay, so we got a lot of episodes that got like two or three votes. The uh, highest ranked ones now are 222 and 118. 222, mm-hmm. Father Knows Best, mm-hmm. and 118, The Badass Seed. That is baffling to me, personally. Those are some really weird episodes. I mean, okay. What what about those episodes that people want us to talk about? <laughs> I don't know. Are those are are we are you getting like more than one episode? Some for... of them people have listed a couple that they would like to see. They haven't like specifically just voted just the one, uh, but a few people have said like they want specifically just the badass seed, hmm. or they want just Father Knows Best. Okay. Well. I don't know really what to do with that, but I do know that I want to thank some of our recent reviews we got on iTunes. Uh, Patty A.Y., Karina L.V., Raquel Henson, Jay Spiegelby, Elkome, Allison W77, Mirror LA80, Chills Bets12411, Carmen 113, Jay Moussini 1128. Thank you all. We always appreciate getting ratings or reviews in iTunes. So thank you for that. It's kind of weird to be such a popular PLL podcast, but uh, we wouldn't be here without the listeners. So definitely thank you a lot for that. And thank you for uh, essentially enjoying the show with us. Because I think that's what we're all here for. And hopefully we haven't encouraged you to never listen to the show again with this podcast. Don't drink and drive. That's the message I hope you take away. Definitely. Marco was not drinking at all during this episode. Mm -hmm. So he has nothing to blame. All right. Okay. Well, we will do an episode soon-ish, sometime in December, before the last or before the, the next PLL episode, we should say. Um, yeah, we'll be back sometime in December. And then, of course, January 12th, I believe. Yeah. Is the new episode? So. Yeah, we'll, so. we'll be doing it probably January 14th or whatever. But, uh, yeah, we'll be back then. And uh, until then, have a good one. Yeah. See you later. Bye-bye.